Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate Team Mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hey guys, here's the deal. This episode is over three hours long. Princess has not been on the podcast in a long time, and we had a lot to talk about. A quick heads up, around 10 minutes, we had actually got disconnected, and I think I kind of repeat some Nate stuff, but not a ton. Also, Princess's audio is kind of like going out during parts of it. Look, this is what it is. You know, you guys know I'm not a professional podcaster. (laughs) I had extensive dental work done earlier in the day when I recorded this, and this is really the most that I could do. So enjoy the episode. If three over three hours is too much for you, I understand. Come back next week for a cool hour, you know? Okay. Enjoy. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Feathers in My Hair. I haven't spoken live to you, even though this is being recorded a little early in the week again in a while, but it's nice to talk to you. I have Princess here. Say hello, Princess. Hi. I've dearly missed Princess. As I've said, I've just been struggling to get guests on, like, all on my own. We had even scheduled one recording and I got sick right is what happened Mm -hmm. oh and because we were gonna have to record at like 10 o'clock at night and I was like sorry (laughs) (laughs) I was like I will not be making it to 10 o'clock I will be going to bed at 8 30 like (laughs) yeah yeah and like I feel like I don't know I don't know the official number but I feel like I'm the person that's been on this as a guest the most I feel like that's far yeah 100 percent I feel like I am like a guest of honor for this for this uh, podcast because I've been on it so many fucking times. No, of course you're the number one guest co- guest co. I saw someone on Twitter refer to you as a guest host, and I thought, hmm, is that accurate? I'm the host. <laughs> I think it's accurate because I'm always like, okay, so Liz, how do you want to take this out? Go ahead and plug your <laughs> Yes, you are my number one guest co-host in in an ideal world where Princess and I like planned and did things and like really sucked to them, we would be co-hosting a podcast. Oh my god. In an ideal world, but we would never do that in the uh, world we live in. Mm-mm. Because I record my podcast like in the middle of the day sometimes or late at night. And you mostly do yours on what, Saturday nights or? Like Saturday at like two o'clock, like when you have to parent your children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, that's why on my podcast, I hardly ever have guests because it's so hard because you have to like work on somebody else's schedule. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like, I don't know. It would even be one thing if we like lived in the same place. And so it's like, okay, we'll knock out two episodes of something at once and you'll just come over and like, we'll schedule this. Like, it's almost even harder when you can be like, well, I actually can't do it. Like, it just wouldn't be, it wouldn't be realistic for us, but that would be the ideal scenario, I think. 
I had a dream that you came over my house to record a fucking podcast. And what happened was that I had a guy living in one of our bedrooms enclosed in his, and he was like saving his feces and toenail droppings. It was like a border or something. And you just were like, Princess, what the fuck is this? And I just had this realization. I was like, oh, wait, I cannot have this strange man pooping in a bucket in a, in a room or have these children in here. This is not normal. This man has to leave. And, and you're just like, so how long has he been here? Like, there's a strong smell coming from that area, princess. And I was like, I didn't notice it until you pointed it out. And you're like, that's weird. <laughs> and then you had to like kind of wait because I was like, I can't keep recording the podcast. I have to have ask this man to leave. Right now. <laughs> so you were just like trying to be like polite in the living room while me and this man are yelling at each other. I'm like, no, you have to leave now. I don't care about squatters' rights. You gotta go <laughs> and you gotta get your shit. Literally, get it and take it with you. And you're just like sipping like a sprite in the living room, going, "Okay, well, when this is over, I guess we'll finish recording." That's actually exactly how it go would go. I would say like in a closed room, I'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And then I'd be like, "I'll wait here while you take care of that." Yeah, yeah. And then you were just like super polite and just like didn't mention it again. And you're like. <laughs> So let's talk about Brianna from Team <laughs> Two. I was like, okay, <laughs> classic. Okay, before we get in, first of all, we only watch the, or we're only going to talk about the first episode of Team Mom Young and Pregnant because one, as you all know, I think it's illegal for them to play two episodes in a row. This is not a two episode in a row show. It's not. I don't think it's consumed well. Two episodes in a row. It's too much content. And we literally can't talk about three episodes in one. Mm -mm. Um, But we need to first talk about Nathan. Yeah, so let's talk about Nathan, who is a motherfucking alcoholic. Yeah. Stop. People have this idea. Well, you've talked about this at length. The fact is that because Nathan's not with Janelle, people have cast him as this savior, this guy on this white horse that's going to come and take Kaiser away and raise him. Nathan's not gonna raise anybody. Nathan's drunk a lot. Yeah. I would also say I think people have a really skewed view of what an alcoholic is. Yeah. And I think people don't and honestly, I understand why. I think when you think of an alcoholic, you think of someone that wakes up, drinks in the morning, drinks every single day. Yeah. We know that is not the fact for Nate because he is at the gym a lot. He does these like, I believe that he can go weeks sometimes without drinking to, like, get ready for his competitions when sure. he does, like, the super controlled eating and he has, like, 6% body fat or whatever. Like, like at court. So, yeah. like. Yeah, what? I would believe that he has spurts of not drinking. I think the issue with Nate is that his alcoholism presents in binge drinking and that he has a real serious binge drinking disorder. Now, does that medically make him an alcoholic like I don't know and I don't give a fuck what I do know is that Nate continuously drinks despite consequences and if you are what an addict is yeah and if you're continuously doing a behavior despite pretty severe consequences which this is his fourth DUI like you're an alcoholic it doesn't matter if you don't need to drink every day it doesn't matter if you're not in uh physical withdrawal when you're not drinking like reality is, is that you got a fucking fourth DUI, dude. Like you need to be in rehab. Yeah. yeah. When I was, um, I was telling you my two aunts died in the same month a while back. Or it, was probably, it was last year, actually. 
um, when that happened, one of my, they, one of them died from like, um, a heart attack related to diabetes. She had already lost a leg, a limb to diabetes. Right. Mm -hmm. And my whole family was like really upset about it, but I was like, guys, okay. But if someone has lost a limb to diabetes, right. And they still don't take care of themselves. There's nothing we can say rash to rationalize this for them. There's that, that they're there's nothing that's it and the same thing goes for nathan is this his fourth dui okay here's the thing it's really hard um the state of north carolina infuriatingly doesn't put court records online like if you're in pennsylvania and you get arrested like you better believe like i can look up every single fucking action that has ever happened right. in your court case from like you're booking through like exactly what you plead guilty to and what your exact sentence is <laughs> like that shit is online in Pennsylvania mm -hmm. uh, in North Carolina. It is not so, but when he got his last DUI in 2013, when he was with Janelle, that's all recorded as his third DUI, hmm. like his third offense. Um, I would be unsurprised. Also, supposedly this was the talk when like Nate first came on the scene was that he first got a DUI on a military base. And then that didn't really count because it was on a military base. I don't know how that actually works, but this has always been what was said. So that was like his first drunk driving issue, but he didn't get a DUI. Then supposedly in either his first or his second DUI, the ones off military base, his daughter was in the car. Okay. And that's why he had supervised visits with his daughter. Now that was never confirmed, but it was always what, was like the accepted fact on Twitter. Um, and then for the third DUI North Carolina, like that information is online and it says third offense. Oh, cause it was in South Carolina, not North Carolina. Mm. So that's why it was online. And it said it's his third offense. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't get that much time for that one, because I wonder if the first one was technically, um, like a diversion, like in Pennsylvania, they call it ARD. And basically like you kind of plead not guilty to it and then, or you plead guilty to it. But if you like finish everything, it gets expunged from your record. But right. I do know that. So this is, if not his third, like his fourth DUI, it's his third. Um, because he went, to, if you guys will remember, he did jail time for the last one, a short amount. And he lost his license for a while and he didn't have his license when he got with Janelle because of his DUIs. And then he got his license back and then he got a third DUI. So I believe, Nathan, this is his fourth DUI. It's hard to tell because of court records uh, not being online. The rumor was always that he got a drunk driving incident on a military base. Then he had two DUIs before meeting Janelle. He got a DUI with her. Um, so this is at least his third, if not his fourth. It's, Which is a, a lot of DUIs. And a lot. <laughs> it's a ton of them. I mean, one DUI doesn't mean you're yeah. an alcoholic. It means you're a fuck up and you fucked up. Right. But it doesn't mean you're it means you made Right. It means you made like a, a mistake. Yeah, but, and it means you probably made, like, a bunch of mistakes statistically. Yeah. But it's still a mistake. Two DUIs is, like, mm, things are really bad. 
mm-hmm. you should either stop drinking or just completely stop driving. <laughs> One or the other. Right. Three DUIs is like you're an alcoholic. Straight up. Right. Yeah. And I so explain to me why. Explain to me like why he like wasn't he saying that something happened when yeah. he was asleep? Okay, so basically the first reports came out that he was found essentially passed out behind the wheel of his car in a parking lot at 5.50 p.m. in a grocery store parking lot, which is like, oof, tough stuff. Um, Just so everybody knows you can get a DUI even if you're not driving your car. I've personally known people that got DUIs for sleeping in their car. I think sometimes it's kind of bullshit. I think if someone's like clearly sleeping it off, they're in the back seat, the car's not on whatever, like, it seems kind of bullshit, but apparently his car was running. Um, And I also Mm. think, like, there's a difference between if you're parked outside of your friend's party in the pre-Uber days, you know what I mean? And you're sleeping in your back seat, like, is that DUI worthy? Like, no. But, like, if you're, it's 5.50 p.m. and you have open, he had containers in his car, he had bottles in his car, whatever, they didn't say, you have open containers in your car, your car is on, and you're in the driver's seat. It's like, they have to give you a DUI for that. I so, but had he a friend. Hmm? I had a friend who had a drinking problem that um, she had five DUIs. And mm-hmm. on her third one, she flipped her car and fortunately got out of the car and started walking home. And a policeman showed up and was like, I saw that. Walk back to your car. Like, and she's like, that was bullshit because he didn't catch me in the car. He, and I was like. Which is yeah. now what Nathan is claiming, basically. Yeah. So he did, he talked to TMZ or he sent TMZ a video, which was pretty incomprehensible, which he basically says that firefighter i guess in the, whatever town he was in like the firefighters are paramedics so they're mm-hmm. kind of use, they're using the term interchangeably he's like the fire well wait let me back up the nine one like the not nine one one, but the dispatch call when the paramedics called the police said that they got in a call from a witness who saw someone pass out in their front seat with the car running so they called mm-hmm. for medical assistance um which i mean good for them it's six o'clock you know what I mean like it's not I can understand why you would do that especially if they looked like passed out and not just like car like taking a nap basically yeah like you you would think something had happened to them your first thought would be like that guy is drunk especially I think it was in like a parking lot somewhere yeah at a at a grocery store because like I see I walk during lunch so I see people like sleeping in their car during lunch all the time I used to sleep in my car during lunch but their car seat will be all the way down or they'll be in their back seat. But I think if someone was like slumped over the wheel, I might be like, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like somebody should tell somebody. Yeah. With the car on too. Um, Mm. So they called the paramedics, I guess. Paramedics came and paramedics basically said, please need to come. He doesn't want to talk to us, but we saw the car on. Basically it reads like the paramedics saw the car on. Um, and that he refused to talk to them and that they needed police assistance because he seemed intoxicated. Now, I saw some people speculating that he might be able to get off because the police did not see him in the car. But I think that if it's just the witness that saw the car on, he might have a little bit of a chance. 
but a paramedic is a pretty credible witness. Like if he took it to trial, um, a paramedic's yeah. word will, you know, hold as almost as much weight as a police officer's. So apparently, according to Nate, that basically that's like the the word that we know from like nine one one information is that the paramedics saw him in the car. Nate refused help, so they called for the police to come. Um, mm-hmm. Nate says that he it was kind of hard to understand and follow what he was saying. If you guys want to watch, I posted the video on my Instagram feathers underscore pod, and he, Nate says that he the paramedics came. So he didn't, he didn't want to talk to them. So he locked his keys in the car and started walking to meet his friends. And he was walking like for five minutes when the cops caught up to him, which is like, first of all, it's kind of weird. Like, why would you leave your car? You know what I mean? Like at a five o'clock at night, like, why wouldn't you just park by wherever you're going to meet them? Um, The cops are basically like, you have to come back. He, I guess, refused a breathalyzer. He said he failed the sobriety test, but they were subjective, which like, yeah, that's kind of how sobriety tests work. That's why you're supposed to take a breathalyzer. Um, He refused the breathalyzer. He says that he thought it was bullshit that the cops arrested him. And he said the least they could give me, but he meant to say most, was a public intoxication. So he admits in that, like, by saying, like, the most you could give me is a public intoxication, like, he's admitting he was drunk. The car was in the parking lot. That's not his home. He said he was going to meet friends. So either you did get drunk in your car with it running and somebody saw you, or you drove your car there drunk and then walked away. Like, any which way you listen to Nate's story, it doesn't sound right. 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 And And it, it... It's an alcohol-related arrest. Even if it was a public intoxication, like, bro, you're fucking 32. Mm-hmm. Like, you're getting a public intoxication. He got a public intoxication arrest in, like, 2016 or 17. You're like, 32, and you're not at Mardi Gras. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> you're in Raleigh, North Carolina on a Thursday. At a grocery at, store. <laughs> at 6 p.m. And so he, you know, he just... His explanation made no sense. Then yesterday he tweeted that he wanted to, he wants to go on Instagram live to make a case about how people in the public, like famous people really receive unfair scrutiny. <laughs> Let me read exactly what he said because it was Isn't insane. that like the definition of being famous? Yeah. Also like <laughs> I would have a hard time believing that anybody involved in the arrest like knew who he was. I think when I Janelle gets arrested, they probably have an understanding of who she is because, like, one of the people will be like, oh, well, that girl from Teen Mom lives in this town. But he wasn't in a town he lives in. You know what I mean? He's not that recognizable. Yeah. I think there's a very good chance that nobody involved with the arrest knew who he was. Yeah. So this is what he tweeted. In the next few days, I will be going live on Instagram. My mother is my first biggest critique. And to tell me when I'm wrong, she gave me an idea to make a movement how popular, in quotes, people get ostracized by the public, law enforcement, enforcement, and even so often the media. I know there will be some supporters to my last tweet and that will negatively make up their own beliefs, in quotes. Just remember, we are all humans that bleed the same color and sometimes words cut deeper than a knife. You don't know me or my situation and I don't know you. He sounds drunk in that. Yeah. Yeah. He seems a little drunk in the video he sent to TMZ. Like he never makes any sense. He clearly is an alcohol problem. I am 
desperate to know what Ashley's going to say because you guys know I like fucking hate her. <laughs> just, like for whatever reason, I have like my eyes set on Ashley and Nate and hating them. Well, you and, feel like Ashley should know better. That's yeah. why you hate her. You feel like like pe- yes. when Janelle gets involved in shit like that, you're like, it's Chanel. She's like incredibly abused yeah. and traumatized. She doesn't fucking know. But she's, but actually knows a lot of addiction and abuse. And you're like, okay, well, you must be terrible at your job. Yeah, <laughs> she was also tweeting like literally like four days before he got arrested that Nate is going to counseling without even being asked to. And he passed multiple drug tests. And it's like, no one's ever accused Nate of being a drug addict. like drugs are not nate's problems he's an alcoholic like that's always been his problem so who cares like literally four days later then he gets arrested for a dui and my thing is it's like even if he somehow wasn't driving wasn't operating the vehicle it's like you were still drunk enough at 5 50 p.m on a thursday to get a public intoxication right right and this is the part people think that like Nathan's going to show up and save Kaiser. Mm-hmm. The fact is, Nathan doesn't parent anybody. No. It's, they're asking for Doris, who... Or Ashley. I'm, yeah, it's, you know... Well, Ashley lives in Florida. They're yeah. asking for Doris, who I believe is, what, 60 years old? Yeah, yeah and has like, a husband that's very sick. Yeah. She might be older. I think Nate's siblings are older than him. Yeah, she could be 65, 70 years old. Yeah. She's an elderly lady in my opinion yeah and she is i don't i think she's got health problems didn't she have a cane at one point i don't remember but i know her husband was like like seriously ill last year around the time when remember when kaiser they like didn't give him back um that one time that one fourth of july i guess that was 2018 i remember shortly after that um her husband was like in the hospital after like a heart attack like serious health issues word yeah i what that's what people that's who they really want to raise kaiser yeah and ashley has problems i know people can't see that but she does she has a lot of problems and i do not believe that she is someone who i just don't think she's someone i leave my kids with because she can't even see clearly with nate and yeah no and she's some and so she's someone who like if when people are asking for Nate to have Kaiser, they're asking for some someone besides Nate to raise him. I think I I'm having a lot of trouble because I've been thinking a lot about Janelle and her kids lately because of all like the stuff um, I'm currently going through with like foster with the foster mm-hmm. kids I have and cases that I have knowledge of, and I I think people think you can get your kids taken away for being a bad parent, which mm-hmm. is not true. You can be a mm-hmm. bad parent and that's not how you get your kids taken away. You have to be an abusive or neglectful parent and you have to be so abusive or neglectful. It's very easy for people to like point to it and go, that's definitely abuse. They, she births this kid. That's mm-hmm. abuse. I know of a case right now where the mother has cut the throat of one of the children and Oof. she's still got that charge pending. But if she can get that busted down to like, neglect of a child instead of like malicious wounding of a child Mm -hmm. she can get her kids back and Mm -hmm. we all know how criminal court goes like it's what you can prove and like it's Mm -hmm. so like i'm i I think kai's just gonna grow up on the land like also here's how you know nate doesn't give a fuck 
truly does not give a fuck is that his immediate response to this new DUI, regardless if it's justified or not, because he is drunk. You know what I mean? He's failing sobriety tests. So really what the question is, is if he was driving or operating the vehicle or not, not if he was was drunk. He admits he was drunk. Yeah. I mean, he says that the, the tests were subjective by the police, but then says that the most he could get was a public intoxication. So in my opinion, that's admitting he's drunk. Um, and he, he did fail the field sobriety tests. So that his first instinct wasn't to, or like he's current, I mean, and he's currently asking for full custody of Kaiser that his lawyer or his first instinct wasn't like, you have to go to rehab right now just to show the judge that you went to rehab, even if you don't believe you have a problem, shows that he doesn't give a fuck. Agree. I think also that his first instinct wasn't not to send a video to TMZ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Means yeah. that his lawyer is terrible or his lawyer... Or he's not even talking to a lawyer yet. You know or, what I mean? Or he's not listening to a lawyer. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. But you like you think the custody attorney would be like, okay, shit. Well, because they are, he does. They are in this long battle for the full custody, as far as yeah. I know. Like it's still going on. So you would think the first thing would be like, okay, don't talk to any media ever, and right. we need you to get into inpatient, and you need to go for thirty days. It does not matter. I don't care if you think you have a problem or not. We're like so beyond that. Yeah, and it's you not like you have to go to work. Alcohol- like you just got an exactly he doesn't have work you just got a new alcohol related arrest like you need to be in a 30-day inpatient treatment so we can say to the judge like no no he went to 30-day inpatient and now he's this much sober even if it's not true all right i i I don't know then when i saw the news all i did was tweet in all caps for the last time nathan is an alcoholic Yeah, it's like, it's so, it's just so crazy how much people don't see it. I think a lot of it, like I said, at the beginning of the episode has to do with their perception of what an alcoholic is and what an alcoholic looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they would be surprised, like, how many people in AA are, like, bodybuilder types and were alcoholics through it. You know what I mean? Like, I think people just, it's just so infuriating that people think Nate is a good person. Hey guys, we'll be right back after a quick break. Right, I, right. He's not a good person. I will never forget that girl telling her story being yeah. locked in the closet mm-hmm. after he beat her. Mm-hmm. And then like, and also into the we house. talked about it on the, right, on the Being Nathan special when we talked about it. I was like, think about the fact that she's in an abusive relationship. He's doing things like beating her and her in a closet for half a day. And also, she's getting beat up online because mm-hmm. she's on there, like, you know, defending him and stuff. Like, we don't know if she's tweeting from the fucking closet. Like, she's getting it from yeah. all fucking sides. I would have been fucking terrified. And we can all say what we wouldn't, wouldn't do in situations. And maybe that's true. But the fact is that, like, He's an abuser. And yeah. Which I know I should be extending to him. Yeah. Right. Just because he had on a suit when we met him on screen and he wasn't Cortland does not mean, and just because he's not with Janelle anymore and we all hate Janelle so much that that as soon as someone leaves her, the first thing we do is like get custody of his kid. Like, yeah. there are people out there who think 
Andrew should come and get custody of Jace. They are real people. Even though the last time he saw him, he was in an ill-fitting suit claiming he was working at Wall Street with hollows underneath his eyes. <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> On that excess special. Yes, and he's like, well, you know, I'm still a male model in New York, and I'm also working on Wall Like, And remember he said he graduated from USC? Yes! Yes! And they filmed him, like, walking away, and I'm like, this motherfucker is gonna go sleep in the subway. You guys, <laughs> you, did anybody think about the the ramifications of putting someone like that on a screen saying the shit like did you give him money for a fucking sandwich i think he's homeless like this is ridiculous and so 250 dollars to appear on that right and he probably got high and didn't even eat he didn't look Mm -hmm. he was eating at all and if there are still yet there are people that are like janelle's so terrible andrew should come back and get custody of jace and where are they gonna live in the subway tracks what is wrong with you people I cannot, and that doesn't, and I'm not defending, I'm not defending Janelle in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying that, like, don't let, two things can be true. Janelle can be terrible, and also the other parent can be terrible at the same time. Yes. Yes. I mean, I really, Ashley infuriates me, but you're not wrong about what was going on with Jessica, and so, I mean, God only knows you know what's going on with him and Ashley. He had tweeted something weird like a month ago and he's like, Ashley is single. She needs somebody that, some nonsensical (laughs) thing. And like, he's occasionally tweeted those things. And I'm like constantly reminded that Ashley's just not a person that puts all her business online like that. And I have a feeling that they are, I mean, occasionally she does. But for the most part, doesn't. And I have a feeling that they are very volatile, that they're breaking up and getting back together all the time, that right. she is probably in just as bad of a situation as Jessica was. Um, yeah. I hope that she's broken up with them. But who knows? She's not. But, yeah. Actually, isn't that like, even more douchey than, like, even though even if he wasn't an abuser, he's at very least, a fucking douchebag. Yeah. Imagine you get into a fight with your boyfriend and you guys, like, are breaking up or having an argument where you're claiming to break up. And he just gets on Twitter and goes, Liz is single. Just so you know, Liz is single and she needs someone who can deal with her stuff because <laughs> I can't. And then it's the same way that, I mean, it's like a dog whistle. It's the same way if you ever hear him talk about Janelle, he never says Janelle. He my goes, ex. My ex or the mother of my mm-hmm. son. He mm-hmm. never says her name. And mm-hmm. I know that seems small to people listening to this, but it's the way he talks about people. Like, yeah. Every time. It's, like, instead of getting on Twitter and going, me and Ashley just broke up. I hope I actually find someone that loves her. I'm, I can't deal with this. Like, he never talk, he talks about them as if they're like almost objects. It's yes. very strange. Yeah. Well, it's an and, abuser thing. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So he's just awful like he just sucks uh and i'm looking forward to seeing what happens with this i mean the reality is like maybe he will maybe he Mm -hmm. will not get a ui and maybe it will get dropped to some to public intoxication like you never fucking know but i get dropped all together it might get dropped all together and i hope not justice are slow Mm -hmm. and wobbly and they fall off all the time I think he's half in North Carolina. He kind of lives in Florida. And so, like, I don't know. I'm just praying that 
he goes on Instagram live to defend himself. I really want um, that to happen. Well, yeah, for our like sake. Yeah. We're like vultures. Yeah, exactly. We, we're like, if I were friends with these people, I would be like, don't do that. But at home, I'm like, go live. Exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's talk about Teen Mom 2 first. Okay. Yeah. Because that was the most boring part. The most boring part. Um, to be honest, I don't really have like anything to say about Brie segment. Well, I do. Oh, I do. The Nova and Devon thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Stella's birthday party. Um, John is there. It's kind of, I mean, it's not a shame they broke up, whatever. But in this episode, like John is a very positive person. He seems nice. Everybody, but lots of people seem nice on camera. A hundred percent. Um, and Brie does this thing where she's like, she asks Nova, like, did you invite your dad to Stella's birthday party? And like puts Nova on the spot in front of John. And Nova's like, well, he came last year, so John can come this year. Yeah. And then also, I know that we want eventually, like, I agree with you that Devon's going to be a better father when it's just him and Nova communicating. Mm -hmm. But Nova's what, six? Yeah, she's in first grade. She's not there yet. So, like, why are we asking Nova if Devon's coming? Yeah. Well, I you do can, think that they must, they, they like FaceTime on Nova's little iPad. I do think yeah. they do that. But yeah, no. And Roxanne was totally right when she called Brie out and was like, we shouldn't. And I did appreciate that Roxanne included herself in this. And she was like, we should have invited uh, Devon. It shouldn't have been like, on Nova's shoulders to do that you put her on the spot and she was trying to save people's feelings and Brie was like Nova doesn't even know about hurting people's feelings and I was like they talk about it all fucking day at school that's what you talk about in school when you're a kid yeah get out of here yeah I thought that was very bizarre when Brie said that like I, when she said that Nova doesn't, and when she said Nova's very blunt and upfront with what she wants, I was like, what? Nova's the shyest kid on earth. No, that's not true. I think, like, I just think that stupid Nova's in charge of RSVPs for the fucking party. I just think, like, I would say, hey, Nova, did you mention the party to your daddy? And and if she could say yes or no, and then I would text Devon and go, hey, um, I know Nova said, mentioned that the party's happening this is when it's happening let me know if you're coming that's what i would have done yeah and if roxanne he, i got no answer him. i got no answer if yeah, Bree's so mad roxanne is i mean roxanne was like oh yeah i texted lois he didn't answer well like we know roxanne texts them yeah i feel like roxanne's the one like when they're fucking when Bree's fucking somebody i feel like roxanne's in the room like turning the lights on and off like she's all involved in the shit she, she could have done it but i also understand Bree. Listen, I don't think Bree's acting in the best way possible, but I understand why she's acting this way. She's no. mad. And and also like Devon doesn't need to be there. Like he it's fine that he there. wasn't at that party. Even yeah, he'll though, be like, there next year. Stella and Devon do seem to have like a cute little bond, but like Sel's too. Like it is a hundred percent fine that he was not at Sel's birthday party. Like Roxanne, mm-hmm. if Roxanne wanted Devon to be there after Nova left the room, she should have said, No, let's invite Devon. I want Devon yeah. to be there. 
not after the fact, been like, Devon should have been there. He's been there for Stella since she was born, which it's like, no, he hasn't. He's he's known Stella. Yes. But so is the mailman. Like, it's not to say, it's not like he's taking care of Stella. Although, wait, they did acknowledge that. And (laughs) Brie kind of said that. And Roxanne was, Brie was like, he doesn't need to be there for Stella. And Roxanne goes, yeah, no shit. He's not there for his own kid, but we want him around. And I think, like, I get 100% what Roxanne's saying. And I think Brie just went around it wrong, where she should have been like, I'm so mad at Devon, and it's okay that he wasn't at Stella's party. And, like, when we move on from this, it'll be okay. Like, there's right. no I'm not ready loss. to be around him like that. And that was a happy day and a busy day. And I just, I'm not ready to be around him. Yeah. And, like, and Nova he doesn't wasn't required. Need, Nova <laughs> doesn't need her dad at every DeJesus family event. No. But here's the funny part I thought was funny. Nova doesn't even know who Stella's dad is. Oh, when they yeah. said Louis, Nova was like, who's yeah. that? Because <laughs> he doesn't come that. over. He doesn't come around. Nova's like, I don't even know who that is. Yeah, and she needed a reminder of who Lewis is. Yeah. I also think what we're seeing here is Nova loves her dad in the way a da- a kid loves your dad. You do not know that they're a human being with faults yet. She loves her dad because let's talk when we talk about school, we talk about our mom and dad. They mm-hmm. don't go, well, was your dad there in the birthing room? Because yeah. or did you guys get into a fight over the last name? They don't, they're just like, <laughs> you love your dad. Yeah. The, they don't say, so like, she just knows, she looks like him. She, mm-hmm. she looks just like him. She, she's always happy to see him. She doesn't know all these faults. And even though she was scared, she was, that, that thing that happened was terrible. And I probably would have cussed Devon out. It would take me a long time to talk to Devon again. But Nova doesn't, have all that all she knows is that i look just like this guy you guys keep telling him he's my dad you keep asking me do i miss him you keep when he comes you want me to run and hug him yeah and i want to see him yeah if if brie did not want devon at that party then why did she mention it at all you know she should have never said anything no it should and then if nova asked later she should have been like oh well you know it's just something that we're just we're doing but like we'll see daddy soon yeah you know what you Kids have work. Kids understand. But once Nova goes, he doesn't have a job. (laughs) Kids understand like how certain people are only invited to certain things. And if they don't, it's up to you to teach them. You get you could say things like, Hey, remember how so and so had that party and we didn't go because we had something else to do or because they because they were only inviting a couple of people. Well, this is like that. Some people come, some people don't. We'll see them again. Um, the other thing is Devon is pathetic. And mm-hmm. I, I use that term the way you use it about Janelle. He's not aggressive. He's pathetic. And that you just, I don't know. I, I have I empathy for him. Yeah. It's, and yeah, he's a sad puppy dog. He's sad. And because he's not aggressive and I've, we've seen him be aggressive. We all watched team mom three. Mm-hmm. Well, some of us did, but <laughs> Um, but he hasn't been so since he's come back to this. Yeah. So because he's not aggressive, like an Adam was like, you know, screaming it's at easy people. easy to have empathy for him and root yeah. for him. And I feel like if I was in Bree's position, I would say to him, I'd say, this was a big fuck up. I'm, but I'm not going to throw you out of Nova's life because of this. I've had fuck ups too. I just got mine out early because I was actually parenting. Mm-hmm. Now that you're come here to start to like be a part of this, now you see it's not easy. It's not, every, you make mistakes and you make bad decisions. So this is what we're going to do. 
when you want to see Nova, for the next six months, you come to the house. You can, I'll leave, you can babysit her here, you can do whatever at the house. Mm-hmm. We're going to start over. You're going to, we're going to get good at that. And then the next step is I'm going to, I'm going to drop her at your house. Don't take her anywhere. She can't go to the pool. You can stay at the house and I will pick her up. We're going to start baby steps. And I shouldn't have to do this, Devon, because you're a grown ass man, just like I'm a grown ass woman, but I'm going to do it because I love Nova and I'm, and I believe you can get there. I believe in you, Devon. I don't want to, but I do. And this is where Bree's immaturity really stands out. Um, I think that that all sounds exactly correct. I think Bree's biggest issue right now is that she's just being like, well, I'll be over it when I'm over it. Yeah. She won't give him any sort of timeline. She won't give him any sort of clear directions or clear thoughts on how she's feeling beyond like, I'm mad and we're starting over and you've lost all your privileges. And I think that is just a complete lack of immaturity. And one of Brianna's worst characteristics is that she's very immature. She's the baby. She just, And and she's just an immature person in general, I think. And I, because she's baby, but I also just think because she That's just a personality. Well, yeah. And I think that yeah. this really, like, I think you're a hundred percent right. And I think she's too immature to understand that, like, they would do a lot better if she just like straight up said like six months at the house, six months at your house and like actually came up with a plan because we're from where she's right. sitting. She wants Devon to come to her and say, why don't I watch her at the house for six months? And he's never right. going to do and that. And I also think she's still in the space of why should I have to? Yeah, I had to figure this out, and you're. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to, but she and she's right. I don't disagree. She shouldn't have to. But the fact does. is, what do you want? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, if that's we can we can you can sit here and not have to all you want to, but if you want if you figure out what you want, this is how you get there, and you just have to tell him how it's gonna be. And the fact is, I bet Devon will come over. As long as you don't think, you, as long as you're not going to fight, Devon's going to mm-hmm. come over. I, I bet you, I bet you, if you could tell Devon, I'm going to drop her at your house. Do not leave this house. You know Nova will tell me if you left the house. Yeah. Stay here. Feed her Cheerios and watch cartoons with her. And I'll be back in two hours. And we'll, next time it'll be four. And, you know, yeah. and, and I think Devon is incredibly immature, but I'm going to be honest. I don't feel like he's that much immature than most guys his age, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just feel like if he hadn't had a kid when he was so young, we'd just be like, oh, fucking Devon, he's high, yeah. got fired again. And- yeah, I also think there's a distinct lack of um, information we have about Devon and his childhood and home life. Oh, I bet it was terrible. I bet it I was mean, fucking terrible. The kid, w- I mean, he was like homeless at like 19, wasn't he? Like... Why was he, there were definitely periods where he was like homeless and he couldn't get around. And he always looks homeless. His, I mean, his mom has shown zero interest in Nova her entire life. Yeah, that's, um, that's interesting. She's, haven't they said she's never reached out to Bray ever? That's super. And it's like, like, I mean, imagine you just like never reaching out. To the never parent of your saying, yeah, yeah. never even like sending a present on the birthday. I mean, Kim over here, uh, Caitlin and Tyler's mom is sending Carly a present every birthday and Christmas. And Tyler and Carly and Tyler and Kate aren't. <laughs> They're not. But you know what I mean? Like, 
I just can't mm -hmm. imagine, like, even if she's not super involved in Nova's life, that she's not, like, having a lunch with them every once in a while. That Nova doesn't know what her face looks like. That's... Literally. I don't think Nova's ever met her. Exactly. So that's interesting. But... Not I to get... justify what Devon's doing, but I not think Devon justify. was, like... Honestly, I think in a lot of ways he's like Stefan from Team Mom Young and Pregnant and just like completely has no, like, Stefan's a lot worse because he has that aggressive thing in him, which is why we like just straight up hate him and yeah, we hate him. so grossed out by him. But I think it's that same, like, grew up without a stable family, like, really, so like, struggles with a lot of stuff and just doesn't, mm. you know what I mean? Like, does not have yeah. any clue, like, on how to be an adult. And I also think that Brie setting boundaries, like s telling Devon what you want from him is setting the boundary. It is the healthy thing to do to say, I'm upset and this is what I want you to do about it. Well, she doesn't, sh and she won't do that with anyone. You know what exactly. I mean? She won't. She, John, she will not say, John, I need you to commit to moving here within the next eight months. I need you to have a move date if we're going to continue with this relationship. Instead, in yeah. Dominican Republic, she's like, well, I just, I know she does that thing. She will not yeah. stand up for herself no matter like what. Ask for what you want. It's crazy that she thought that Nova was going to do it. Cause it's like, Nova's your little fucking carbon copy. And you know that you would never do that. So she's not doing this. Right. And when the aunt was asked, was it an aunt that was asking John yeah. about? Like a family, somebody in their family. So, but that's Bree's whole life is that other people ask things for her mm -hmm. and she gets embarrassed by it but you're also not setting a boundary with it either like my family's very open and they're like they just ask what they want to know and so if I bring someone over if I were to bring someone over I'd be like hey by the way don't any of you ask anything about when he's moving down because I'll I'll handle that mm -hmm. but Bree just I can tell I can tell Bree was there like well, you know, I don't know when he's moving now, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, we'll find yeah. out for you. And she's like, ah, no, don't ask. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. So that's really it for Brie, but I yeah. would like to see her, like, I mean, really what Brie and Devon needs is like a parenting plan. Right. Like a parenting plan. I just. Like, I, I think actually what Brie and Devon would really benefit from is seeing like a therapist together um and oh. really like talking out how they're feeling like really coming up with a plan together on like how they move forward and how they envision like the next five years let's yeah, say get there. and like how yeah how we get there both how they feel Bree would have a space where she could like really vent how she feels Devon could actually listen, you know, like, I think they would really benefit. I mean, that's never going to happen, no. but they need, or, and not even necessarily maybe with a therapist, but with like a social worker, you know, like somebody that like understands, I don't know, like a family, somebody that like really understands parenting and how to like get yeah. parents to a place where they want to be. Yeah. I, I, I have a lot of hope for Brie and Devon because I like that. I don't think either of them are bad people. And They're I think not that bad people. puts them ahead of a lot of people in this exactly. franchise. I do not feel that way about Adam. I just don't. And yeah. so I feel like Devon, even with some of the bio parents I have for foster kids, I'm like, 
I think you could do this. I really yeah. think you could do, I think if you had the right resources and you, if somebody put like, put you on the right path and gave you just a real hard push, I think you could get there. And so I'm rooting for you. That's the difference. I'm rooting for these people as opposed to some of the other people. I found this YouTube channel of this woman that gave, she was a drug addict for a long time, like a drug dealer. And she gave birth while she was in prison and then was in prison for a full year afterwards and was able to get her rights restored and has full custody of the daughter. And like what she went through to get this fucking kid back was like insane because she had to live in a halfway house when she got out of prison. That was four hours away from the foster family (gasps) where her daughter was living and she would go every single week to see her. Wow. Like four hours there, four hours back. Um, for three hours for the first however long. And then she was like, uh, granted eight hours, which she said was actually worse in some ways because then she had like eight hours of time to fill in this town she didn't live in and she didn't have a car at first. Mm-hmm. And then she was like given overnights and she would drive the kid back to her place and then drive back to oh the foster God. family Such the next baby day. Steps. And oh like, it took her, I think, two years and like, just like working basically 24 seven, like every time that she wasn't doing this and every weekend going four hours, like the fact that she was able to get custody back. I think she was in Louisiana or like the somewhere. Fact that they gave her two years. A lot of places it's a year and it's done. If you can't so get it done by a year. I over. think what happened was she got out of prison, like right before the year, but you know what I mean? Like I think and they gave her an extension. Yeah. And I think because she was like, as soon as she got out of prison, she was like actively doing what she needed to do. Making strides and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, that sounds like, so I, we have to take continuing education credits and I just took one about working with bio families and they talked a lot about ways you could be a mentor parent Mm -hmm. and ways that you can be a resource to a bio to say, okay, so this is the plan. Um, your kid had these things going on and I'm working this way and this is what you can do. And like, I, even if you can get like overnights with them, or even if you can get them back, I can still babysit. Mm-hmm. I can still be around. Yeah. I have You're almost like resources. a family friend. Yes. And I'm like, I love the idea of that. And I'm hoping that I could do more yeah. stuff like that. But I, the, the case you're talking about there is one of those things where you're just like, I sometimes have times where I'm just like, I really hope they get their kids back. I really yeah. Li- like listening to her explain this, it was, oh, I mean, it was incredible. And she's done a lot of videos about like how hard it was for them to bond and how long it took. And like, sure. because she was like 18 months, I think when mm-hmm. she like started getting overnights or like extended visits. And so like, it's not like, it's so hard to bond with an 18 month old that you're only seeing once a week that doesn't know you're their mom. Yeah. Um, and, issues probably. Like, yeah, it was, I mean, it's really like when you hear like what this woman went through, it's like, holy shit. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like meanwhile, Devon won't even text Nova. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But that was like a really uplifting, incredible, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, just to like hear that somebody like went to those lengths for their child. It's like a restore in faith, you know what I mean? Type of video. Um, Anyway, so let's talk about Jade. Okay. Jade's such a kale. Jade is such a kale. I hope that they become best friends and be sure to support system. And no, two kids <laughs> can't get along, princess. You're right. You're right. I don't even know why I fucking said that. Because I'm kind of a kale and I hate kale and I'm starting to hate Jade. So. 
Jade is a person, and this is why she's like Kale, that is so fucking frustrating because she's actively making bad choice after bad choice and getting so angry that her bad choices are having consequences. Yes. Like, I... So, you know that Jade's mom and stepfather are not the only people in Jade's life who have drug addictions, right? You know her family is probably full of addicts. Yeah, I'm sure. And that she went out and found Sean, who also has an addiction, right? <laughs> because she's like re, she's recreating those relationships and she doesn't even realize it. She thinks that she is, that, I mean, she goes to school, she's raising a kid, those are all great attributes, but she thinks that she is moving past those things and all she's doing is recreating it and she doesn't even see it. Then she does things like expect her mother, who, by the way, doesn't have a place to live, right? Who is unreliable. I still think it's active in her addiction. Yeah. If not, she's, she's just not right. She's slipping and she's like, she's binging this weekend. And then she's good for like two weeks. And like something's going on. And you think, you really think she can watch your kid? And like, she's not going to be frustrated. Like you gave she when she said I gave her all this money, I was like, oh, okay, well we know where she is then. What the fuck? We know where she is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that Jade, okay. Yes, you should be able to get in touch with the person who's babysitting your child. Why the fuck? I don't understand why she lets them take okay, like if they're gonna watch Chloe for her, like why wouldn't they, they watch Chloe in her house? Exactly. They can't leave with Chloe. No. They're letting, she's letting Chloe drive around with them. They need to be on the Devon babysitting plan. You have to yeah. stay here. <laughs> That's what they need to be on. She's giving them $250 worth of cash with the right. baby. And I know people think that's not a lot of money. That's a lot. Of, you can do a lot with $250 if you're yeah. doing cheap shit. You really can. Uh, yeah. And she's not answering the phone. Like she said, Chloe's up at 9 or 10. It's noon. Chloe's awake. So you can't be asleep. So what the fuck is going on? And she's calling Sean. Have you seen my mom? Sean is like, no, no, absolutely not. I just, what? So a lot of babysitting was a big like theme throughout both episodes tonight. Mm -hmm. And what they're not saying is that because these girls are getting paid by this show, they cannot, they probably cannot qualify for um, a daycare voucher, which you can be working but making under a certain amount of money and you can get a voucher for uh, your kid, basically. And that's why she doesn't have reliable babysitting. Even yeah. though she has lots of people in her life, she just doesn't have reliable babysitting. I, do you, okay. I know we just said Jade's mom should watch, the, the parents should, should stay at the house and mm-hmm. watch the kid and not leave, right? If this was your situation, would you let her watch your kid at all? Um, I don't think so. I mean, that seems like so beyond risky to me. I I also think like Jade's 22. I think Jade is a little too old to be doing this. Like if Jade was 17 and had this baby, I could understand this a lot more. Mm -hmm. I think Jade is a little too old to be doing this thing with her mom and the baby. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
I think that she is at the point where it's like, you're still trying this with the baby. Right. Like, like you we're know still here. You know, it's going to happen. And all they do is fight. Like, I just, I don't, it's sad to watch. It is sad to watch. And I understand some people like can never let it go, but I just don't, I don't get how like we're still here. I also like Hale. She can't be in two fights at once. So if she is fighting with Sean, she's, she's good, good with her Christy. mom. A hundred percent. She's fighting with her mom. Sean's okay. Yes. Which is why I believe Kale made up with Joe. I think she's fighting with Chris right now. Yeah, because... her and Chris are on and off fighting. I've noticed. I mean, they I... always kind of are. Yeah, but I think they're fighting. There, she's literally fighting with Chris right now, and mm-hmm. so she made up with Joe. And she's not great with Javi, but she's not an active fight with Javi today. Correct. But that's what happens. And when she gets better with Chris, she'll have the strength to fight with either Javi or uh, Joe. She, yes. It's just so because because she was mad at her uh, because Kale not Kale because Jay was mad at her mom. She's able to call up Sean and vent to him about her mom. And the two of them are, like, on the same page, even though they've been fighting for three episodes. It's just really, it's just, like, my sympathy for Jade is quite low. Because it's, like, she's, like, well, I was... she's smarter than this? Yeah, because she's smarter than this and because she's been dealing with this for how many years? Because it's, like, why would you then, after you have the most unreliable day, then tell Christy to come back the next day? No. And fuck your day up over it. Exactly. And just no, no. How many times can you learn this fucking lesson with your mom? And no. it's one thing when it's just the two of you, but you're not putting like, she even said, did you hear when she said, she's like, and it's better that my mom isn't with her during the day. Cause I don't want them bringing Chloe when they're, I think I wrote down exactly what she said. Mm, they're busting moves all day, which to <sighs> me means like drug addicts getting money. Yeah. Like, going yeah. around and doing what I would call scheming, like, and I would call, I used to call scheming. Like, odd jobs and, like. Just, just shit you're doing all day. Like, when you're a drug addict, like, most of your day is just spent scheming to get more money. Yeah. And yeah. you're, like, like, Janelle used to always, back when she was with Portland, she would always post, like, I'm doing errands all day. And, like, people would be, like, what errands is she doing? It should doing? be her driving people around to do shitty because she always had the car remember and yeah. she'd just be driving people around to do sneaky shit because it takes like forever to drive where you have to go to get your drugs and it takes forever to meet your dealer and then you like pick up stuff for other people because then you'll get a free couple bags so then you have yeah. to go meet them and then there's just always like one million things that you have to do in a day when you're a drug addict and yeah. i bet christy and the stepdad just like drive around in the car like doing their things like maybe collecting cans and taking them to the recycling place yeah. like going to the pond they might and, be shoplifting they could be doing anything they could be like anything going to grandma's house and going in the backyard yeah. trying to pawn shit my, yeah. so like, i've talked what? about this before on the show my mom's a narcotic narcotics anonymous i'm not outing her she would talk to you about it at length if she just like if you just said hello to her she would just start talking <laughs> can i about get her it. on the podcast to talk about being a you absolutely can <laughs> and she's uh, over 20 years sober at this point she had 10 and then she had a relapse and then she's got 20 at this point but one of the things my mom always says, everything she does either puts her closer to her sobriety or further away. And she was at a restaurant and the fire alarm went off and she was mm-hmm. able, and everyone was outside and she could have just left 
And she said, I didn't because the moment I start being sneaky, the moment I start thinking I can get over something, the moment I start going, how do I get money out of this situation brings Mm -hmm. me closer to my addiction and I want to be closer to my sobriety. And she says that all the time. And it's like ingrained in my head. Sometimes I, I say it too, but I'm not talking about addiction. I'm just like, is this closer or further away from where I want to be? What, 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 is, yeah. what is this stuff going to make? No, so 100%. That's it's like making a turn where you're not supposed to turn. Like, Yeah. Just like my mom's yeah. like, if I do this, if I get away with this too, if I get away with this, that tells me I can get away with something else. Yeah. And what do I want to get away with? I want to get away with doing this. And Correct. so when I think about the... Um, uh, Jade's parents. I just think about them like riding around being sneaky all day. Like maybe mm-hmm. not even necessarily breaking the law, but like just scheming, to- just doing scheming. shit that yeah. Chloe doesn't need to be in the back seat for. Also, it's winter right. time. Like keep right. that baby inside. You're in Indiana. Yeah, keep the baby inside. I just Jade, like you, we just said Jade's too smart for this. And it's not that I think she's like a road scholar or anything, but she's in school. She works very hard. She seems to be talking a good game. And yet then you do this. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, it's Kale's MO. It's Jade's MO. It's a person. And that's why they're so fucking frustrating because they are smart enough to get it. They just are too stubborn and too unwell to change their behavior. Right. I wouldn't let Sean watch the kid either. No. I'm sorry. I wouldn't, he could come over the house, but I wouldn't let him watch the kid. Um, and she's, that's the other thing. Jade seems to have a support system. She has her black cousin that's always around. I don't know what her name is. I'm sorry I called her black cousin, but that's who she is. <laughs> You're racist. <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want to be this person. But she's she does. The cousin. She has her black cousin. She has her grandma. She has her aunt. She has a grip of friends that always seem to be around. And like, a lot of them have kids. So yeah. who's watching their kid? And yeah. also. You're on this show and you work all the time too. So and I know you're getting social media money. Let's not forget that all these girls, Jade yeah. and I would say the rest of the team, I'm young and pregnant girls, like may not be making a lot from the show, but what sets them apart from like the teen mom girls in the early days is that they have this instant access to social media cash. Yeah. So you have money. And if you had $250 to give to your mom, yeah. What the fuck? But that's she's a, right. That's a week's worth of daycare. Like, why yeah, the day- fuck are you paying for your mom's hotel and her phone bill? Pay for a fucking daycare. Pay for daycare. Pay, and I'm sure that, and I've said this about all the girls we watched. I watched tonight is that I, I'm sure that you know somebody with a kid that needs a couple extra, mo- like some money mm-hmm. that you could let watch your kid. Someone. Yeah, her cousin is an- like an infant. Like, drop her off with the cousin. And give your cousin two hundred dollars a week. Yeah, and then, because I'm sure your cousin doesn't work, because an infant costs, like, it might as well be a million fucking dollars to put in daycare. I'm sure yeah. he doesn't work right now. And then what you do is one of these fucking Friday nights, you stay your ass home and watch your cousin's infant and let her go somewhere. Because yeah. it seems like Jade's always going out, doesn't it? Yeah, I think part of that is filming. Filming? You yeah. Think it's of, that's why she's wearing that purple eyeshadow? Because she's filming? Jade just loves makeup. She loves makeup. <laughs> that look, that final scene that was like the pinkish purple up to her fucking eyebrows. By the way, she was supposed to see her mom and Chloe for lunch and her mom didn't drop that baby off until 6 p.m. Wow. That's a full really 24. Upset. Yeah. and really upset. But then at the same time when she's like, you're supposed to call me in the morning for like a courtesy call to let me know you're breathing. And Chrissy's like, you're breathing and I raised you. I'm like, did she? No, grandma raised her. Yeah. 
I thought we were all under the impression that Christy did not raise Jade. I thought she was in jail. (laughs) I don't don't know. I just think this is like, fool me once, shame on me. I mean, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. And the fact is, you've been fooled by your mom since you were 10 fucking years old, Jade. Stop playing with us and acting like you really, you having a baby did not change your mom. It really did. You know what I will say about Kale is that it only took once with her mom and her kids. That one time she let Susie babysit Isaac behind Javi's back and Susie got drunk. She like never talked to Susie again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't think Jake can stop talking to her mom though. Cause if no, she no, could, no. she would have done it years ago. No, I also think that this is like so sad for Kale. I think Christy cares more about being in uh, Jade's life. That's true too. I, you know what's I think, crazy? That Susie yeah, must know Kale's making so much money and like hasn't called her in five years. I think like, Susie really doesn't give a fuck. I think Susie has also retold herself the story of Kale and that Kale was ungrateful. Kale did this. Kale Kale was dirty in my house. Above, like like yeah yeah. But how many stories have you heard about like somebody gets in the NBA and then their deadbeat dad that they haven't seen in fifteen years comes back? You know what I mean? Well, like I can't believe that Susie hasn't hit her up for money. No, basically. I think, and I also think Susie might have like tried to reach out at one point, maybe years and years ago, and Kale was unresponsive to it. And she was just like, "Fuck it." And yeah. but you know what, Kale probably would have told us about that because she's got a podcast. <laughs> so never mind. But yeah, so my, you know, at the beginning of the episode, you're kind of like, Jade, why would you let your mom take Chloe overnight? And then at, when she's sitting at school bitching about her mom not showing up for babysitting, I'm like, get fucked, Jade. <laughs> fucked your mom disappeared with that baby for 24 fucking hours after you gave her 250 dollars, and then your ass was still relying on her to show up the next day like please yeah please yeah and i wish that t-mom young and pregnant started not t well t i wish that you have you noticed they're not breaking the fourth wall jade Mm, no, they did last week or two weeks ago when she was doing oh, when the she movie. Was, and the producer was like talking to her in the car. But yeah, they're not breaking the fourth wall with her as much. You know why? Because she was filming filming for Team Mom Young and Pregnant, right? Yeah, part of it is definitely that. It's because she has shit going on in her life, and they don't need to break the fourth wall as much. Oh, that's true. But I wish that someone would. I wish there had been a producer there that went. So this has happened a lot. Oh my god, oh. you're right. Wait, hold on. It's the. It's not broken on Team Mom Young and Pregnant, is it? It's not. Yeah, you're totally right. I didn't think about that because there's shit going on in every episode because we're not I, thinking about it. And yeah. they're not famous enough yet that they have to. Yeah, and I would, because I want a producer to ask Ashley about her, her baby here. And I just want someone to go, <laughs> why are you doing that? And so, so I've noticed that it's not broken. Ashley <laughs> was dating some guy that's like famous enough to have lipstick alley threads posted about him, which means like oh. not famous, but like, black yeah, people that follow a certain type of celebrity gossip know who he is you know what i mean yeah and so i yeah. wonder how they're going to like include him without they breaking the fourth won't. wall no i think they might because i think it caused a lot of drama with bar and shen okay well if that happens you know i haven't seen shen in a while let's keep talking about jade are we done with her <laughs> yeah we're done with jade um yeah, that's all I have to say for Jade. I want to quickly just say that Chelsea, the fact that we're supposed to act like Chelsea is now working is quite funny to me. Um, what's she going to have to even do once a week with this company? I'm not sure. Cole said that he would take off work 
before putting the kids in the daycare. And I'm like, mm, that seems not smart. And that the lady said that Chelsea has a unique style. And to show the uniqueness of Chelsea's style, she pulled out a moto jacket and two <laughs> flannel shirts. <laughs> and flannels are really hard to find. You know, the Which good ones. I wore a good, flats, not know. small flannel today from Old Navy. <laughs> of course, Old Navy's all over it. Um, I wrote down for Chelsea, boring. And was Chelsea's hair clean this episode? Oh, I did notice that for the photo shoot, she had long hair and then she had her short hair. Yeah. I don't, I, do you ever think producers talk to Chelsea about what she's filming? Do you think, you got, by the way, you and Tomlin's episode last week was fire. I don't know if you filmed it last week, but if you recorded it last week. Actually, that was like three weeks ago, but thank you. Still, you guys were great. Tomlin has so many fucking good things to say. I was just like, I was like fucking clapping in here. Mm-hmm. My kids were going to therapy because my ther- their therapist comes to my house. I That's know. great. On a Sunday. I know. Oh, and, queen. and she does therapy with them and she does, she'll be like, I'll be like, these two aren't getting along. She'll be like, okay, we're going to do a small session with these two and then I'll talk to this one. And, and like, and I'm just over here listening to fucking feathers in my hair, cleaning my bathroom. And I was clapping in my fucking bathroom because you guys were great. Um, what I want to say about Chelsea is, though, you guys are talking about her, you know, starting to do deals and... Mm-hmm. Um, how I think she got new management. Like, how that came... Yeah, I think she got new management or somebody connected her to it. Do you also think that producers are saying to her, what are we going to do that's different, though? Like, yeah, 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 I know. This one's crying. The little one's crying. Yeah, but we've done so many seasons where your kids were crying. Can you, like, like... Do you think that they talk to them in that way? Maybe, because I do think that this season is pretty different for her. Mm-hmm. Um, all things considered, because we're doing her anxiety stuff. We haven't talked about Adam, like, at all this season. Um, and now this working stuff and, like, kind of having her go places that we're following her. And, yeah, I think that they must, because I think they, um, like, story edit. You know what I mean? Like, before the season sure. starts. So and yeah, so like I think this, so. Just like pictures of Chelsea on a couch on a wall. Sort of, now she's going to be wearing a flannel. Now she's going to be wearing well, a I vegan think leather jacket. Probably what happened this season is that she told them, I got new management. I'm doing X, Y, and Z deals. How can we put this on the show? Okay. And they I said, don't even why think, don't, no. Why no, don't she have to say how can we put this on the show? She said, you know, I'm doing like, I'm doing like, fan, I'm doing, I'm doing business stuff and I want you guys to follow me. And that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. She, and you're right. And, but I think that like, they said like, well, let's have an, why don't we have a launch party for Itsy mm. Ritzy? Like Itsy Ritzy didn't come up with that. And that maybe is, came up with that 2 p.m. party in Chicago. <laughs> What is Itsy Ritzy? That she dragged all her fucking kids to again. Don't. <sighs> what, uh, what she is needs Itzy a babysitter. Itsy Ritzy is a, 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 I think a well-known in certain circles, like diaper bag company. The bags, uh-huh. in my opinion, are really overpriced. They're about $200 for vegan leather. A, vegan leather is pleather, and I'm like really fucking sick of this rebranding of it. I was thinking that. I was like, what's vegan leather? Plastic? No, what it's literally, it's the same exact thing as pleather, <laughs> but some fucking genius sat in an advertising room and said, 
we should call pleather vegan leather. And now people act like it's something positive, even though the carbon footprint of pleather is probably even worse than the carbon footprint of regular leather because it's fucking plastic. But anyway, um, they... So the thing is, it's like there's a lot of comparable diaper bags that are like $85. And it's like, I don't understand how if you're getting a pleather bag, what the difference between the $85 and the $200 one can really be. But I do think it was like a brand that made sense for her to work with, I guess, because they're already like a pretty popular brand. Okay. And she obviously has fans. But I just love that we're pretending like she's doing anything but putting her name on shit. Right. And, and, like, what is it? Like, one meeting, and then you get emails saying, this is the copy, and this is the picture, and this is, and you post that, and... By the way, I want to just say, I just opened up my Twitter to find a tweet that Randy tweeted today, and I had a notification from Kara, that Kara Brown, that said, all I ask is that you keep saying itsy ritzy to a minimum, like, literally (laughs) as we're talking about it. (laughs) Well, welcome, Kara. Yeah, we love her. But, um, yeah, it's just super boring, and I think you guys, you and Tomlin were right on target with the idea that she's a very basic chick, and don't forget, most of us are very basic. The other day, you know, I love an Olive Garden, guys. I fucking love an Olive Garden. Mm, I want Olive Garden right now. And me and my friend were like, Olive Garden opens in 30 fucking minutes. Let's go. And so we're in my car waiting for the doors to open, and there are people in, like, um... Probably outside, like waiting for this Olive Garden to open. And I said, "You see this shit? Don't you ever let me get big and think I'm not these people. These are my fucking people. I'm fucking <laughs> basic. I'm gross. I'm see that lady in that polyester suit? That's me. That is me, bitch. And don't you ever, if I ever come out here thinking I'm somebody, you stay. Remember that time you, we and all of our friends were outside of an Olive Garden waiting for it to open because we had to have Olive Garden." That so I don't think I'm better than Chelsea, which is exactly what you guys were saying. She is basic. My problem is that she is boring. And yes. if I went to a kid's birthday party and I met her there, I'd be like, "Oh, that girl's sweet. She's a little orange, but she's sweet." No, my and problem is have, this tweet that Randy tweeted. Oh, what just got home from volleyball and watched at Teen Mom hashtag volleyball. Teen Mom Two at MTV. It is exciting to see the dreams that Chelsea Huska has been laying the groundwork for to be aired. Dreams can be achieved if you lay down a good foundation and just be a good person. Hashtag go for it. This is my problem with Chelsea. Chelsea is basic. She is fine. She is nice, whatever. But Chelsea has not done shit to earn shit. And acting like because she's kind of pretty and thin and has a nice husband that she is somehow like laid foundation to be some fucking queen get the fuck out of here this is why chelsea infuriates me because the way people act about chelsea even though she has done almost nothing to be where she is i i feel the same way i think she i I, everything's been handed to her although i was thinking you know i always think she needs to get her own show like a party for the party what if it was called Huska Huska Burning Love. What if it was called? What if it was called Flannel and Love? Like it could be. God, it would be something plaid or flannel related. By the way, I told Princess this before, but I had dental work today, and like a lot of my face was numbed, and I feel like the last of it finally just wore off. But now I'm like really aware of my tongue and like how it's touching my teeth. So if you're pronouncing things. 
No, you're fine. Okay, so Chelsea, terrible as usual. Let's get. Let's talk about Leah. Leah was wild in this episode. Listen, I don't watch the show. Just like everybody else that listens to this fucking (laughs) podcast, I don't watch the show. I turned it on. Leah, you guys, you guys are talking about how thin she was. She looks bigger than me right now, and I forgot that she's getting older. She I, walked with a hunchback, by the way. Did you yeah, notice that? I think she was so cute when she was, like, 16, like everyone is. I think life comes at you fast. And I think if we give Leah another five fucking years, Mama Dawn, I see it. I see it happening. <laughs> by the way, Mama Dawn, when she was in that car in the passenger seat, looked like the fucking ultimate warrior. Her hair was, like, poofed out. Her She had, like, a mullet-type thing. She... I was like, who no, the she fuck looks is like that? Dog the Bounty Hunter. It's dog the Bounty that. Hunter. That's who, exactly. And yeah. I was just like, do you know that they're filming this, Mama Dawn? Do you know that, that people are going to mean this? Do you fucking know? Like, what? And who was that woman? Is that Mama Dawn's lover? They let Dawn bring, oh, I hope it was her lover. I, back when we had the Facebook group, when, um, I was posting old pictures of every of all the team mom girls, like mm-hmm. baby pictures and stuff. And I found a picture of Dawn at the hospital with Leah. Yeah. And there was another woman in the room. Sandy. Everyone was like, that was grandma. And I was like, I was like, that is her lover. <laughs> to that <laughs> I I see it. I'm dreaming it. I'm putting it on my fucking vision board. That's her fucking lover. Her lover is a um, correctional officer at a women's <laughs> prison. They ride hogs together. Like, oh. I'm, I'm into it. And so, who was that woman? And if that's not Mama Dawn's lover, I want, I, I want this, I want her cut out of the fucking episode because that's what I was looking for. Okay. I just want to say, before we dig into this, a flight from West Virginia to Hawaii is a full 10 hours. Okay. 10 hours. So, Leah... And they went for a month? Yeah, a while. But... Leah thinking that Jeremy is just going to show up for a weekend in Hawaii. A weekend? I'll go one further. further. You and Jeremy are not in a relationship. Jeremy doesn't want to be in a relationship with you. Jeremy only likes you because he's single right now. And yes, you know what Jeremy's doing? He's doing what a lot of women do. And that's keeping his numbers down. I don't think he realized he's doing that. But what women do is they don't like to have sex with people they don't know, which is understandable. A lot of women can't orgasm with someone they don't know because it's a vulnerable position to be in. So what you do is you go and fuck your exes or who are also single. Mm -hmm. And and that's what Jeremy likes to do. When Jeremy's single, he's like, well, I know what what Leah's pussy looks like. I'll go over there. That's what he's doing. He's not flying to Hawaii for that pussy. He used to have it. I'm sorry I'm saying pussy. But you understand what I'm trying to say. Well, and it's also, it's just like, it'd be one thing if they were in Ocean City, Maryland. And maybe Maybe. you'd drive down three hours for a weekend. Nobody's flying to Hawaii for a quick weekend. I contend he won't even, he wouldn't even go to Ocean City, Maryland. I yeah, I don't think like, he would either. I'll see you when you get back. Like, we'll have yeah. dinner. That's what he said, which was a night. Nice, I thought that was nice for him. He like, also said he dinner. couldn't go two episodes ago. They had a whole fucking conversation. And Leah's telling them, your daddy might come. That he's, was he's, insane. He's supposed to come. The he's whole like, no, fucking trip, the whole trip, she keeps repeating that Jeremy might be coming. The whole trip. Yeah. Over and over again. He's not coming, though. 
so they land in Hawaii and she declares that Jeremy might be coming and Addie, oh, right away, uh, Grace says to add Grace says something and Leah says something. Leah's just like on one this whole fucking episode. Like I don't know what planet yes. Leah is on in this episode, but she her is her eyes are so deep in her head. She they're like wet too. I don't it looks like a doll. <laughs> but she was yeah, she was not she was not right in this episode. And she said to uh Grace, she goes, Well, your dad could come too. Corey and Miranda could come. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let me tell you what Miranda will never be doing. Taking a vacation with the woman who fucked her husband. In the backseat of the car. Wasn't that a wasn't that pickup? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um like not to I, take the blame off Corey, but like obviously. Like that they are never going to take i bet when Corey, although you know Corey miranda do not watch one second of this show but right. i bet if they saw a clip of that they would have a hearty chuckle right over that. i think Corey wouldn't even bring that to miranda no she would I laugh in he, his face no i think he's like i made a big fucking i fucked over and then and i'm lucky she hasn't killed me mm-hmm. and i'm not foolish enough to walk up to her and be like hey you want to go on vacation with leah like I, I mean, it's just it is when she said that I was like, Leah, what the fuck are you talking about? What she, she doesn't want to go on vacation with Corey Miranda either. No, no. What she should like Corey Miranda. No, what she should have said is, I just feel like no. What we're ignoring, Princess. She's here. so far gone in this Jeremy thing with the kids that you're going to say what she should have said is something that doesn't even make sense because we're like six we're weeks too late it. on anything. Into it. Yeah. And now at this point she's, she's like trying to backtrack and I'm like, but they were literally in the room when you guys were in the bed. Like what, how do you do that? I think what we're not acknowledging here is that Gracie who they were calling Aaliyah, which was strange. Yeah. They've been, I've noticed that they were switching with Aaliyah a little bit, which is and, like, okay they gave that up the first year and i'm not letting them go back to well i think what happened was um corey it was always corey's family that really started calling her grace and gracie Mm -hmm. and i think that and now maybe that she's a little older leah's like taking back Aaliyah. or maybe gracie likes to be called Aaliyah. she's like she's realizing that's my i love that better but either way i think that what we're not acknowledging is that gracie is older than all the other kids even though she's aliana's twin she mm-hmm. is older than her. And that might have to do with Aliana's disability. It might have to do with the way that people react to Aliana because of, like, you know, her. Yeah. Thing. But she's just older. She has more experiences. And you're treating her as if she's Addie's age and she doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Correct. That's not true. Correct. So what when she finally has this talk with Gracie. Wait, wait. I don't want to skip there yet. Because okay, go ahead. what we need to talk about is the fact that after Leah's like, Corey and Miranda could come. Um, Addie said, or Grace says to Addie, your dad and my dad don't get along. Then Addie was like, well, because your dad is a stinky butt. And then Leah like flicks Addie in the mouth. Like not hard, but like, okay, Leah. Then Grace turns around and says, at least I get to see my dad every week. You're lucky if you see your dad once a month. And she hurts. Like, like the things she says about Jeremy are things that she's experienced and heard. She's, yeah. she's heard them fighting. She, I know that she's heard um, Leah. Also, she's not stupid. Talking. Addie sees Jeremy once a month. Yeah. 
And so here, so <laughs> the fact it. is, you guys are fucking now, and it's all like, he's my friend, he's my friend. She's saying exactly but, what we're saying, where it's like, this is all bullshit. Jeremy's not good for you. Jeremy doesn't come around. You talk shit on Jeremy for get along, five Jeremy. fucking years, and now we're yeah. supposed to believe that you two have always got along, like she's been saying. Last year, he was a deadbeat parent, remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Living at Jason's house, and he was a deadbeat parent. Don't, don't act like I'm stupid, mom. That's what Gracie is saying. Yeah. But, like, that Ugh. Leah didn't shut that down. Like, that's so bad for she Grace to turn around to Addie and say, like, you only get to see your dad once a month. Like, and that that's, like, yeah. it's so cruel. It's, a like, I'm not saying Gracie is cruel. I'm saying that, like, that, that is, is such a cruel, a cruel behavior that Leah didn't immediately shut that down is really bad. Yeah. What needed to be said is, like, I mean, it shouldn't have even got there. As soon as Addie or whichever, I think Addie said it first when Addie said, my dad and your dad don't get along. Whichever one said that, it should have been so shut down immediately. And the fact that it kept going and kept escalating and Leah was like laughing and then wasn't like pulling Grace aside to be like, never say that about your sister's father that she doesn't get to see him because that is so cruel and hurtful. Like, you cannot right. say that to your sister, that it's not even fucking acknowledged that she said something so cruel. And, I mean, Gracie's eight. Eight-year-olds know what mean means. Oh, absolutely. And I think that it comes from the idea, like, Gracie probably feels like Addie's getting her dad back. <laughs> and so... Um, oh, yeah, and Leah does say that later yeah. in the episode. And... But that's because Leah makes it seem like Addie's getting her dad back. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to be a family again. And that's not what's going to happen. And also, well, I think Grace- Gracie knows that, that when Jeremy left that marriage, he left yes. Gracie and Aliana, even though Leah was acting like he was their new parent and Corey was a deadbeat dad. That's yeah. what she was saying. Yeah. Even, like, and so... I think Gracie feels he left me. Yeah, I think that he's in my mom's bed. I think that Grace also really is already seeing how flighty Leah is in relationships. And when she says, I mean, we can talk about this now. Basically, they go to dinner and once again are saying, like, you like Jeremy, you like Jeremy. Like, and Leah's saying, No, I don't, no, I don't, no, I don't. And then Leah and Grace have this talk and Grace is like, you're only with him because Addie wants you to be with him. I think that's kind of her way of saying like, you're a fucking mess and you're not doing this from like a good place. She just is a kid and doesn't know how to express that. (laughs) But I do think that's part of it because this is now, you know, she's seen her dad be, her mom and dad be together, but she was very young. And she saw her mom and Jerry, Jeremy, then TR, and then just this quick thing with Jason where she was making the girls say how much they love Jason. And Grace also, is now like, what the fuck? at school, they, talk, they probably talk about the deer cam. She's Maybe. probably heard about the deer cam. Maybe. She's watched episodes. Never mind. She knows about the deer cam. <laughs> Remember? She watches the episodes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, there's like, for Grace, I think what she's like, basically what she's accusing her of is like, 
kind of the same thing you were saying where it's like she's just going back to what's comfortable but her version of saying is like you're only doing this because Addie wants you to do it which means like you don't really right. want to do this so those the, the team mom to the older kids are the same age all about the same age as my list. and the fact is at that age they really know a lot about the world they're asking a lot of questions and you want them to and mm -hmm. I just feel like Leah should have said listen Ask what you want to know, Gracie. What what questions do you have? And then she should have answered them. And I, Armin, you think I'm lying to you. She thinks you're lying because you are lying. And also, when she says things, you act like they're not true, even though she has two fucking eyes. So when she asks you, are you and Jeremy getting married again? I, the truth is, I don't think so. I We have no plans to. We're just hanging out. Are, why, don't, why aren't you with my dad? Well, you know what? The fact is, is that we did work out. But guess what? If we did work out, we wouldn't have Addie, we wouldn't have Remy, and you wouldn't be able to see Miranda, those types of things. And so yeah. sometimes when things don't work out, it's actually really good for you. You gotta, you gotta find the good. Like, just have the conversation. Yeah. Let her ask you the questions and give her eight-year-old appropriate answers and then say, if you're out of questions, that's great. If you come up with some more, come find me. I will take your questions seriously. I will answer them as best I can. Instead of saying things like, I'll never lie to you, which is not true. Um, also her saying like over and over again, I like Jeremy, like I like your dad is not really true. inappropriate. First, that's it's not true. Well, and You're it's fucking also, Jeremy. It's and inappropriate it. because the kids understand that she likes Jeremy in a different way. And it's sending them a weird, confusing fig, like message. And if I'm Corey Miranda and I see that, I'd be like, could you not say that? Yeah. Because, because you're implying to our kids that you like me the same way that you like the guy that they know you're having sex with yeah i i just but the thing is is that leah's unprepared for mm -hmm. this she didn't ever think they'd ask her this she didn't ever say you know what i think these girls are they, they're talking a lot about me and jeremy i think they know we're fucking what should i tell them she's unprepared she like at dinner she was like what uh and also, she's wearing this shirt that looks like she's been mauled by a tiger. What kind of shirt is that? Where, like, <laughs> half of it's, like, missing? What is that? Leah, hearing Leah promise to never, ever lie to her children, first of all, it's like, why would you say that to a child? Because it's not true. So much you have to lie to them. You have to lie to them. Second of all, like, you're literally lying to them. Right now. Yeah. About Jeremy. <laughs> Like, I thought it was better when she said, I'll never be dishonest with you, which is, but I don't think Leah knows the difference between lying and being dishonest. Like, I might not tell you the truth, but I'm, I'm being honest with you. I just can't, like, give it all to you because you're eight. I just, yeah. I don't know. Um, Gracie is absolutely the oldest sister. She, she might be two years older than Aliana in, like, emotionally. And yeah. so, like, but she's treating them all like they're about the same age. And also, I'm watching Allie walk. And it looks painful. It's so on sand. She's Ugh. and they have her running. I think you know what? I think producers are showing us less footage of Allie on purpose because you know what? We haven't seen Allie at all this season now that you say no. that. No, we haven't. And we used to like watch her walk in that penguin way. And I'd be like, oh my God, someone help her. Someone yeah. like she must be exhausted. She must be tired. She has to pretend to smile because you keep saying, you can do it. You can do whatever anyone else can do. Yeah. And I just wish that, I know that she's in that, um, 
You guys are talking about that cult she's joined. Uh, I wish that she joined. Oh my God, wait. We need to read what she posted on Instagram this week because this is literally insane. Um, While you're looking for it, I just wish that she would find some elite groups or Facebook groups that could tell her the right language to use with Allie. And it's not that you can do anything. It's more that um, you do things differently and there's, it's, it's still worth the same, you know? I wish it was something like that as opposed to, yeah, you could run on sand. Can you? After a whole day of swimming and doing God knows what. Yeah, maybe not. Okay, so Leah posted on Facebook, I am powerful connect. I am a powerful, connected, inspirational leader. Mm. I am an author, television personality, television spelled wrong, podcast host. <laughs> I'm still building and utilizing around my platform to use it to inspire and change so many lives. I thought I was uneducated and couldn't get into politics. I was so wrong. Oh my Exclamation gosh, points. politics. Oh I'm committed God. to getting into politics and change laws oh. for special needs and parents, special needs children and parents. I will end hunger, opioid, <laughs> opioid epidemic, and bring so many positive changes to my community and the world. This is how Sarah Palin got started. <laughs> my book will be published by next spring 2020, and it's going to make such an impact. My request from you is just you support me by holding me accountable. I'm done thinking small. I'm ready for big life-changing events. I love every one of you guys. You can count on my word, support, love, and authenticity. Cheers to fucking LP, hashtag 16th heaven, hashtag 16th heaven. Let's do this team. So I think 16th heaven must be her um, like small group inside the cult. I Uh guess maybe they have like little chapters, if you will. Mm Mm-hmm. I am so worried by this because this to me sounds like someone who's spending a lot of money on um, like personal development training is probably what they're calling it. What her, what her mortgage is $3 a month, Liz. She, what is she doing with her money anyway? <laughs> she pays nothing. I guarantee I, you this is like Nexium where you just have to keep paying for more and more levels. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's, it's one thing to get, like, Leah is so vulnerable to a cult, like, so, Absolutely. so she has money, first of all, mm-hmm. she's an idiot, she yep. has no self-esteem, but she also, like, thinks that she, and she's very interested in self-help in general. Yeah. Um, whose life has Leah changed, ever? <sighs> Nobody's What ever. has she ever done on this show that was inspiring? Besides drive Allie to Dr. Uh, I almost said Dr. Now. What is his name? Dr. Sal. <laughs> Dr. Sal. She, that's all she's ever, she's never, like, I don't think, I don't recall her overcoming anything. I mean, I guess I'll give her props that, like, she isn't in, apparently doesn't have a crippling opioid problem anymore. Like, good for you. But she doesn't even admit that she had it. Well, she did on her podcast Pop- once. But, like, vaguely. So she- said she had opioid oh she said she was physically dependent on opioids right she said you know i was using them and you know my body was dependent so i got the chills yeah that's what she said she makes it sound like it was nothing so i can't even give her props for that because she doesn't admit that she got over anything she's just like oh you know it was a weekend saying that she would end hunger in the opioid (laughs) epidemic is so 
incredibly wild. Hunger. <laughs> hunger. She's going to end hunger. Jesus By the way, she has hunger. not done a podcast since July 16th. I, I think she's over it. And it's like, like we, and we can understand. Sometimes you get sick of podcasting. Sometimes you don't want to do a podcast. I was going to say, yeah, because podcasting sucks. <laughs> but unfortunately, I, I, I bet Leah gets it worse because there are people that actually want to hear from her. But if I don't do an episode, people find me and they'll be like, oh, where's your episode? Yeah. I was like, I was dying. I promise I'm going to come back next week. How about two weeks ago when my episode just didn't publish, even though iTunes said it was published, that people <laughs> lost their shit. And I understand I, why I would be really fucking frustrated too. I get it. Yeah. But I, yeah. Um, I was at home going, this lazy bitch lives. <laughs> he knows I need her on Sunday morning. How am I going to clean my kitchen? The worst part was that I recorded that episode like six fucking days in advance too. <laughs> so it's like, I was actually so prepared. <laughs> yeah. We're sorry, Liz. I'm, I'm sorry I said that about you. <sighs> but yeah, it was just like, Leah is obviously deep in this cult. I'm like- yeah legitimately concerned for her she is going to lose all her money and end uh-huh. up in some weird sex, sex cult where she gets branded just like nexium she's gonna lose her kids again yeah it's not it's not great i also wonder if she'll try and like move to la where its headquarters are um i think that she will not because i don't know how she will be able to explain how she left her kids like that's one thing like yeah, Even but I wonder if she, she gets so in the cult, like, she won't care about explaining it. Mm, I don't think so. I think that that's, like, a, you know how we talk about how the one of the most terrible things about Chanel is that the fact is yeah, yeah, on yeah. TV, and so she has to tweets about it every day, all day. Yeah. I think Leah could not take that. Mm, that's probably true. Unless they took her away her social media, so. Yeah, that's I don't think she true. Also, Oh. Yeah, outside of West Virginia is like wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I don't disagree with that. Should we move on to Young and Pregnant? Are we going to talk about Kale? I guess she wasn't on this episode, <laughs> but she, was, she had a scene. She had one scene, so she got her twenty five thousand dollars paycheck. Yeah. Um, the The only thing I want to say about Kale is that because I have a PhD in Kale, I know exactly how this fight with Joe started, and. What happened is that Kale didn't ask. And I, she doesn't, the way she brought it to Joe was in a way that he overreacted. It wasn't, it wasn't the day. It wasn't that, because they switched days all the fucking time. It was that, it was more like she probably went over there or texted him and said, so, you know, we're going for a month to Hawaii, so you're going to miss your visit on July 4th. And he Instead of being like, well, okay, well, next time you check first instead of before you book the stuff. He overreacted. They started a fight together over something very, very small. Then the reason they didn't film was because Joe, like all of a sudden it's a legal thing. I think Mm -hmm. Joe said to producers, legally she has to do, I think they say it's a legal thing because Joe said those words to them. Yeah. if they never heard from Joe, they would have just filmed. But I think Joe called and said, don't you fucking film. Yeah, like what she did to Javi on Lincoln's yes. birthday. Yes. And calls the place and goes, I don't give consent for my kid, even though I paid for this party. I think that's what happened. And then it became this huge thing. V's on the other side of it. I don't. I agree with you that I think V and Joe 
sometimes they're not on the same page, but I don't think they're going to break up. I just got a feeling that it's more like, she's like, I don't agree with you. You're starting shit. And I don't want, I don't want to be a part of this. I'm not doing this with you. And he's like, uh, yeah, we'll call your girlfriend if you want to, but I'm not, yeah. I'm, nobody's filming. That's I don't true. Like Joe's not leaving V. That's never happened. I think Joe got out of his league with V. Actually what happened is I think Joe got uglier and V got cuter over the years. That's yeah, what also what happened was Joe was like 22 and he met 17 year old V. Yeah. And yeah. she, he's literally all she knows. Yeah, and I think that, like, he knows that he's not getting somebody else. He's very no. cute. She's not, uh, she's not going to be a makeup mogul, but she, Oh, I fucking, think- I want to say to V and her makeup line is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Makeup is I know such an oversaturated market. There, yes. She does not have a level of fame that can sell, like, V has kind of a name. You know what I mean? What does she have? Like 400,000 Instagram followers? Like, I'm not saying V is a nobody, but she does not She's have- third tier on a shitty reality TV show that people barely watch. Yeah. She does not have- Third tier. She does not have the name to launch mm-hmm. a successful makeup line. She's oh, not a beauty influencer on YouTube. She tried. It didn't work because actually it's quite hard to do. And yeah. it's, I, people don't, realize that it's like quite hard to successfully run a youtube channel um but like honestly even harder because you have to like film yourself and there's so much more editing and the yeah what makes such a difference is like the amount of equipment you have like it's just it's hard it's really hard to be a youtuber especially be a youtuber like just the amount of shit you have to buy every week to do a new video yeah content you need a lot of it yeah um and I don't know what she just what should she be doing then? I mean, she should just be working a normal job, like just do, doing her real estate stuff, like get an office job. Like V is not going to have a successful, or if she really is into makeup, then she should really become a makeup artist doing weddings and shit. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. Launching okay. a That's, makeup brand. I still is, get paid from the show. Yeah. Launching a makeup brand is crazy. You're right. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. But yeah, so they're not going to break up. I just think that like Joe and Kale get into these fights and they're pissing contests. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like the way you said that to me. I don't like the way you, you already booked a fight before you asked me. That's, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like that and getting fights like that. And then like a couple of months later, they go by and Kale's like, are we still fighting? And he's like, come on in. Yeah, no, they're definitely both the type of people where they're, like, mad, and then they're just, like, I don't really feel like being in a fight anymore. Yeah. And I understand that, because I'm a person like that, where I can be, like, can we just not be in a fight anymore? And, like, then we're just, like, not in a fight anymore. Yeah. I will be, like, this, I will go by a grave. This is the most important thing that ever happened. I'll have to stand for something or fall for anything. This is very important. And then, like, 30 minutes later, I'll be, like, "Mm, I don't care about that. Yeah, because I think, at least for me, I like once I'm done, I'm just like done with it. I'm like, I don't care anymore. Like, we don't have to talk about it. Like, we really don't need to have a sit down about this. Like, let's just let's just keep going. Like, we're good. I'm fine. I'm I'm sorry I spit in your face because you didn't because you put cream in my coffee and I don't take cream. I'm sorry I was hungry at the time. I'm sorry. And that's what Kale and Joe do to each other. Yeah, and, for but sure. It's interesting that this whole thing happened. And then it caused this film. And if they can't film the trip, 
they didn't pay for. Is that what they're, that the problem is? I'm not sure. I, because they filmed Leah and they were in the same house for a while. I'm, I'm curious about like if they paid for it or not. I would guess. Maybe they paid for a portion. Maybe they paid for the housing. Yeah. Well, I think that they were comped because on that that phone call that Leah and Kale had where they said Airbnb 16 times, like when they're like, should we get an Airbnb? Yeah. I like Airbnb. I'd much rather be in an Airbnb than a hotel. Wouldn't you? Yeah. I love Airbnb. Like they just kept saying the name over and over again. So I was like, oh, this is fun. But like, it's such random spot. Also, okay. do you like how Kale said that Chris surprised them in Hawaii? Like, Kale didn't no, pay for Chris's plane ticket? He can't surprise you because he can't afford a plane ticket, babe. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, I, and that's not even a knock on Chris. A plane ticket to Hawaii is like $1,000, probably. Yeah. <laughs> also, I agree with you guys last week that moving closer to Chris is ridiculous because I bet you Chris didn't even say, if you move closer to me, I'll come over. I bet he just said, you're kind of far away. And she <laughs> was like, so I'll move closer. He just and bitches like, about driving. Yeah. He's like, oh, it took me 30 minutes to get here. Ugh. And then she's like, you know what? He's saying that he wants me to move closer and I'm going to mm-hmm. move closer. And then he was closer. He's like, oh, you don't, I have to cross two highways to get here. Like, it's not, it's yeah. going to be something every time. No, Kale could move into Chris's mom's house. Yeah. And he would and still be like, uh, I'll see you when I can. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're on the other side of the bathroom. It takes forever to get there. <laughs> like, it's, it's going to be something. And they, they, speaking of the word pathetic, mm-hmm. Kale and Chris are pathetic. I, Kale's portion of it is pathetic. I feel Honestly, very... his is too, because if you look at, I don't really post it that much on my Instagram, so you might not be seeing it, but mm-hmm. Chris posts some pathetic ass shit on Instagram. Like what? And Twitter, just like shit, like I'm on my hustle, I'm on my grind, like I'm like, I'm on to the next one. Like he, he tweets like the petty shit that Kale does, you know what I mean? Like song lyrics that are yeah. obviously meant for Kale and it's just like, I don't know. There's just something so lame about him too that I'm like, these two are fucking pathetic. Even though obviously he has the much under, much better end of the deal in this, whatever they're doing. It's still like, Chris, like, like man up, like you're living, like you're pathetic for living off kale. Yeah. And well, I mean, he's living off his mom, isn't he? And he just, yeah, but I mean, I would imagine, I would imagine. Yeah. The perks, I, I wouldn't be surprised if like, Kale like does pays like pays six months of car insurance for him. You know what I mean? Phone bill. She, yeah. What if he's on her? What if he's on her plan? No, he can't because then she'd see who he's texting. Never mind. Oh yeah, he wouldn't let that. But I bet like he'd be like, oh, babe, like I want to come be with you in Lux, but like my car insurance, and yeah. so she just like pays that six month premium. I just, I think you're absolutely right that they will do this until Chris decides he doesn't want to do it anymore. Until he meets someone that he's that he's like, oh, I want to be with that girl. Yeah, because because Kale won't meet anyone new if Chris is occupying space in her head. No, but yeah, Kale is she's pathetic as well. And I a month in Hawaii is a long fucking time, and I more power to her. But I love that you guys are talking about how you love to do that, and I was just thinking. I want to fucking go home. I would not want to be in Hawaii for a month. I just wouldn't. I'd be like, where's my bed? A my month mom- is a long time. It's a long time. My um, brother just got stationed in Korea. And my mom was like, I'm going to go visit him for my 60th birthday. And I was like, mm-hmm. great. And she's like, do you want to come too? And I said, absolutely not. You are a four-day traveler. And, the f- and I can't be in Asia with you for two weeks while you look for a Popeye's chicken 
complain about like that you can't my, all my mom wants to eat is vanilla wafers and Popeye's chicken like she has the weirdest fucking taste she I've never seen my mom eat Asian food not once in my entire fucking life so <laughs> like if we find a place that serves fried rice which you know it's not like authentic Asian food it's like throwaway no, she food. wants Panda Express fried rice yes my mom wants Panda Express so I could like I said the idea I'm getting anxiety just thinking about being on a plane with you to Asia because you have never suffered in silence in your entire life. And I know because I can't do it either. So the whole time you're upset, we're going to hear about it. We're going to see it. And I said, you know what? I'll see you when you get back, mom. And so, but I'm a little bit like that too. And I'm just like, I can't imagine being in Hawaii for a month. I, I, a week, I could probably really like, but a month is a really long time. I think two weeks would be really good for me. And also a month's a long time not to see your dad you see him all fucking time like he lives in your neighborhood i wonder if it was more like three weeks than a full month i hope it was like three weeks but i also think that like that's probably part of the portion of the fight he's like so you just book tickets to hawaii for a month i'm not gonna see isaac for a month so i think three weeks with custody is actually more realistic because i bet it was a week of kale's then she told joe that she would have him for that one week of his which she's allowed to do with the custody and then the next week was hers too right i think that's what happened i think it was originally supposed to be two full weeks so one week of joe and one week of kale and then she was like fuck it let's leave a week early because that's my week anyway and that's when fourth of july was yeah i just it's a lot and I, more power to them obviously for being able to afford it do you guys remember when kale had to go live in that apartment that yep. the charity had to pay for do you remember when she was staying in when she had to go ask joe's mom that now that they've broken up can she stay in that room in the basement mm-hmm. do you remember like i i mm-hmm. in some ways i'm mm-hmm. really proud of kale but in other ways i'm also like okay but you do realize that a month in Hawaii is not promised. Like, it's not yeah. a, like, two weeks would have been fine, too, and whatever. I, I think they extended that week so that Chris can come. I bet it has something to do with Chris, too. Like, what, he's like, oh, I'm going to a basketball game at the Y on the 3rd, and I can't come. <laughs> so. Probably. All right, All right let's talk about Team Mom Young and Pregnant. All right, who do you want to talk about first? Well, first of all, I just want to say, like, I don't think I realized how long it's been since Team Mom Young and Pregnant was on air that I don't think Kale was even pregnant when, like, the show had its season finale. Like, that we knew that Kale was pregnant. I think, no, I think she, I think it was airing at the same time that 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 season we found out she was pregnant. Maybe, but, like, towards the end. But basically, it's been, like, almost nine months, probably. Yeah, it's been a while. The kids are two, or about to turn two. Yeah, I think about to turn two. Um, let's start with Kaya because she was the first up. New girl Kaya. So you know they have two new moms. Wait, wait. You know I'm from Norfolk, right? I was born there. <laughs> My parents got PCS back there when I was in high school. I am from Hampton Roads, Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Chesapeake. I, that's where I'm from. That's lovely. My mom is from Virginia Beach and always called it Norfolk. Yeah, it's Norfolk. It's not Norfolk. Yeah. It's Norfolk. Yeah. And they're down at Waterside. I think I know that nail salon. I think they drove past my mom's house. I was like, I know these bitches. I know these bitches. So but yeah, so excited. she is from Norfolk. Yeah. And um, it's, I don't, I actually, I will say, 
I get a good vibe from Kaya and her mom and sister and even her girlfriend. She's beautiful. Yes. Like, I think, in a young, she's got braces, but you see what I'm saying? I I think she's like, I think that she's like a breed that if you like put some shit on her, you're like, oh my God, is that like, is that a basketball wife? What the fuck is that? Like, (laughs) I think she seems nice. I don't know. Uh, basically she is bisexual, had a girlfriend, like, all through high school. Her girlfriend cheated on her. They broke up. She met this guy named Xavion. X apostrophe Xavion. We're (laughs) about to get a lot of teen mom fandom racism coming, Kyle. Absolutely. I said, I said, this girl's segments are what people say Brianna's segments are. And I'm like... Wait till they get a load of her. They are absolutely. This is a, okay. I just want to say it like this. This is a tough um, family and cast of characters to bring into a mostly white audience. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that if they were on a Black-based show, more like a Chicago Inc., crew you know what i mean like if they were more on the show i love when you name check these black shows because you are the only person i I just really appreciate i really appreciate how much you know about the culture i just really thank you but i really i really do i think that in a way um sometimes i don't know how i want to say this but TV watching pop culture, as we've discussed, and Troy and I have discussed this at length on our podcast, is actually quite segregated. I don't think a lot of white people realize how segregated Mm -hmm. it is and how there's literally an entire realm of pop culture that most white people have no fucking idea about. It's why Lipstick Alley exists, because TMZ does not know the name of Little Wayne's Baby Mamas. Oh, I just read such a good article about Nivea finally talking about Lauren London and her being pregnant (gasps) at the same time. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. You know what? Earlier when I was talking, we were talking about I, uh, Jeremy and um, Corey yeah. and the kids fighting. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about Michelle being having a kid by Suge Knight and Dr. Dre and how they would say that their kids were, would like beat each other up and stuff for, in the name of their fathers. And I was like, Princess, don't fucking bring that shit up because <laughs> no one's going to know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, Dr. Dre beat the shit out of her, right? <laughs> So um, should night. <laughs> so yeah, but didn't Dr. Dre like make her deaf in an ear? Yes, no, yeah, she's deaf in one ear, yeah, yeah. and she and they're more and should night and Dr. Dre are mortal enemies, and she has a baby by each one of them. God damn it! <laughs> yeah. Okay. But anyway. basically, I think that this family, although I'm quite enjoying them on Team Mom, Young and Pregnant, I think that they would work better, just like to not face racism on a black show where it's mostly black viewers, where the black viewers could then judge them within their own culture. Um, and I think that it's going to be the amount of thug and code words that's going to be spread around about these people, Ghetto. ghetto ratchet, whatever. Um, because they are, you know what I mean? Like it is ratchet if I was to use that term, but Mm. But it, it, there's just something that's going to be really gross about it coming from... Because it's, it's not going to get the same scrutiny that Rachel, the new girl who looks wild white trash, uh-huh, is going to uh-huh. get. And that's going to be the same way. Issue. 
that they talk about Brianna living in that house with all those people, but no one talks about the fact that Leah lived in like a two bedroom trailer with like five people. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like, they don't talk about Leah that way, even though Leah's kids are eating frosting out of the fucking can. Yeah. But Brianna's ghetto because, yeah, yeah I, I completely agree with you. But I also like, and I see that coming, but I'm also like, I'm happy that they are desegregating the shows in a lot yeah, of ways. We need are. more. And I think that two black girls on the show is a big fucking deal. Huge. It's a huge deal. I also want to know, want you guys to know that Xavion was definitely locked up in Norfolk City Jail. <laughs> it's at 811 City Hall Avenue. I know because I bonded many people out of there. <laughs> it's across the street from MacArthur Mall. And I used to go walk around MacArthur Mall while I was waiting for people to get bonded out. And if you need to know, like, some Bells Bombins in the area, let me know. And I, they're in my phone because I used to really be interested in the subset of people. I used to like to date people that Kaya probably dated. So, <laughs> I just want you to know. A11, but yeah, as soon as I saw that X apostrophe Z name, I was like, ooh, this is going to be You knew tough. it. <laughs> and then and her friend. in jail. Yeah. There was the Trinity, or what was her like? Did you see her friend's name was wild spelled? Yeah, yeah, and it's not the way. And you're right; it's gonna be very coded. It's not the way we make a fun of it. And Liam named both her kids the same fucking name. Yeah, so it's not gonna be that. It's gonna be like, well, if they can't spell, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> well, at least you all know you can listen to this podcast, and you won't get that. No. Um, I do want to mention that her and her girlfriend, her girlfriend's very cute. Yeah, her girlfriend's name is, I wrote it down. Um, I forgot it. I don't know how you pronounce it. It's T-E-A-Z-H-A. Teza? Teza? Probably, probably Teza. And I, she's definitely my type. But at the beginning where they kept showing all those pictures of them in bathrooms, taking pictures, <laughs> hugged up and kissing, I said, thank God I'm old as fuck. How many of these fucking pictures would I have on social media of me, like, in a bathroom, hugging my husband and kissing him? <laughs> Gross. And, but that, that's so typical. I also think that her mom, so basically what's going I on, really like her mom and sister. They, first of all, both of these moms look like they had their kids at a smooth 14 years old. Those ladies look young. But yeah. Still, even the bean mom, she looks young. But I think what her mom's trying to say, so basically what happened is that she, when they broke up, when her and her girlfriend broke up, she, because her girlfriend was cheating on her, she met a guy, she, they, they started seeing each other, they got pregnant, she got into a fight with his mom, because mm-hmm. his mom didn't want her to be pregnant. Well, the first thing she said was, I have $400 for you to get an abortion, what's up? I would have said, cash at me right now, bitch, because I'm out. <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, send it. You, what you, do you need my phone number what do you need just give it to me and so but either way and they got into a physical fight and it's because she didn't want her to have a baby um mm-hmm. she feels like this young girl showed up and so that makes me wonder how old Xavion is yeah um this young girl yeah because they they also pregnant. said that he's been in and out of jail for a while they didn't say the system or juvie i don't yeah. know it sounded adult yeah, and I bet you he has been in and out of fucking jail because you know jail is. We've talked about this before. Jail is different than prison. I bet he's just been in and out of eight eleven city hall. So, yeah. um, 
basically they got into a fight and they're t- and her and her mom are t- and her sister with the bright orange hair are talking about that piece because Avion's in jail. I think what her mom wants to say, but is not saying, is this. Xavion is not going to be doing anything, babe. But grandmas sometimes babysit, and grandmas buy clothes, and mm-hmm. grandmas do things like that. And so if you don't have to fight with her, don't fight with her, because yeah, she can be a resource in certain ways. Yeah. But then they go down to Waterside, which just so you know, is like, so Norfolk, Virginia Beach, Chesapeake, they call it the seven cities. It's Hampton Roads. It's seven cities around each other, okay? And okay. not like you drive out of a city and then you have to drive 10 minutes on a highway on a county road. They're right all next to each other. You leave Norfolk, you're in Virginia Beach, you're in, and they have all these bases out there. It's tons of military. Um, it is the biggest naval base. I know people on, uh, on the West Coast will tell you it's another one. It is not. NOB is the biggest naval base um, installation. And so, like, they have all these things happening there. And Waterside is, like, it's close. It, it's near the water. But it is a very sad place to be. Like, it's – so that's another thing. I, I was born there, and I went to high school there because my dad was in the military. lived a lot of places. People think this area – when you think Virginia, people think of country things, they think of Southern, but because mm-hmm. this is next to the water and it's full of transplants from the military, it is not a Southern area. It is mm-hmm. very much an East Coast area. And so Waterside is like the least desirable water you could be near, okay? There's a, mm-hmm. there's a strip, there's a beaches, there's all kinds of things. So people go over there for a fucking vacation. Waterside is like... I don't know. I, I associate it with, with dead fish. Okay. So they're down at Waterside in a, an old restaurant. I didn't recognize the exactly, but I know that it's been there for a fucking long ass time. They're in there arguing, like screaming at each other because Xavion's mom is basically like that shit's old. Maybe I did run up on you and try to fight you. I don't give a fuck. That's what she's saying. That's yes. all she's saying. And they start arguing. And I guess they well, just she realize- walks in. She walks in right away and she's like, what? No, I, nobody's got love for me. And like makes <laughs> Tiffany, the mom, get up and give her a hug. And I will say like Kaya from the bat created like, obviously she was still mad, but Carla came in clearly wanting to just talk. And yeah. Kaya like is stone faced there. Like doesn't even say hi. She doesn't want to go. She, yeah. she, she's done with this. And it escalates so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not what they came for. It's not what she came for. You know? Yeah. Um, right away, she's saying, like, well, why don't you have respect for me? And Tiffany's like, well, I think it's because you tried to lay hands on her while she was pregnant. <laughs> yeah. I, I, her mom is giving me, you know how we really like Pastor T? And it's not because we think Pastor T is right all the time. Because I don't. I think she's, like, messy as fuck. Yeah. But I just like the way she says things. And I mm-hmm. think I would like to go over her house and eat sweet potato pie. I yes. think that's I would like to go to Thanksgiving because. at Pastor T's house. Absolutely. And you know she's going to call you baby. And you it's know she's going to say something. We'll all dance. Yeah, we'll all dance together after yeah. dinner. 
Yes, we'll do the soul train line. Yes. <laughs> and she'll tell you to leave your boyfriend. Like, she'll yeah. love that. And maybe she'll even pray over you and you won't mind it so much. But you'll oh, she be like, definitely okay, would okay. pray over you. And you'd be like, okay, you can like, do it. That's a little too much. But you know what? Just keep it short. Go ahead and pray over me. And so, like, I, and so she seems fun. And that's what I'm getting from Kaya's mom. I'm saying her name correctly. Tiffany, I think, I think. that she's. Uh, Tiffany seems like the type that she like because after this fight the way she's because she was the one that was like you gotta try and yeah. you're gonna be around her for 18 years I know you don't think you are but you are mm-hmm. because she just like Ashley didn't think she was gonna be around Shin yes you are bitch yes you are yeah. and so afterwards Tiffany was like okay we tried it <laughs> that's a wrap <laughs> and like, I just really liked her attitude in that I asked you to try looks like she don't want to fucking try okay then we're done with that and it wasn't any kind of um, guilt about it. It was just like, I'm um, straightforward. And so I, I think I'm going to enjoy her. I agree. I liked the sister. Somebody on Reddit pointed out that her sister looked like Natasha Leone in uh, Russian Dolls. She with like does. the hair and the bangs. Yes. And I was like, yeah, shit, she does. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I really got from there. So it was just very nostalgic. It was very much like, I think I know these bitches. I, if you guys remember a while back, there was a woman who got out of a cab and like was going live at, at a fire and yes. figured out who the fuck uh-huh. you hit the fire and like That's told an police. iconic internet moment. <laughs> that happened in the same area. And I remember watching the video and I was like, where the fuck are these people? This looks familiar. And then she started TV 10, which is the news station. I was like, oh, I think I know this bitch. And I do fucking know her. My mom knows her. And I was like, this bitch looks familiar. And that's what I kept saying. I was like, these bitches look familiar. I think they're, I, I think I went to a barbecue one time with them. Either way, I feel where they're coming from. And so, so I'm going to enjoy it. If other people want to be racist about them, that's cool. That's do what you got to do, bitch. But I think I'm, I'm, looking forward to seeing what they're going to bring to this show and i don't think i'm going to be bored during their that's what i beg people to remember about teen mom them being ratchet if you want to say is a good thing yeah that's why we watch this fucking show i don't watch this show for chelsea's i watch this show to watch a lady try and fight a pregnant woman i watch the show for the shin of it all okay yeah if if shit ain't gonna be on this season she is. She filmed. She okay, filmed. She said she and she was like, "I needed the money." She's like, "I don't know." She's like, "I know." I said I wouldn't, but my son asked me, and to be truthful, I need the money, so I did. I was like, "I respect yeah. that." <laughs> I respect, and I respect her saying that. I, yeah. Like, I enjoy Shen because I, I like her. If she was in my life, she would tire me the fuck out. I would um, not like that. But I enjoy watching her. I enjoy. She loves a white pant. Oh, loves I'm into that. You know what's wild? Her daughter looks exactly like the mixed version of her. It's like they have the same exact face. The same face. They take pictures every day. They do a photo shoot every day Mm -hmm. from the house. I love when Shen posts a blurry picture of her. She loves a blurry pic, like standing in the parking lot, like doing her pose. Yeah, she's an old lady. That's why. So it's it's just what it is. So I. I'm happy she's back. I'm tired of people not filming. Just come on here and give me the fucking trash. If yeah. you want to be like a healthy adult, go do that shit somewhere else. I don't I don't even know what TV show you could do that on, but yeah, go do that somewhere else. Agreed. 
Um, so yeah, I think I have like a good vibe coming. I coming from uh, Kaya. I want to see some good lesbian drama. Oh yeah, we didn't you, get it, into that. Yes, and you know this area, the military is very big. There's an army base nearby. There's a marine base nearby. There's an, and three separate navy uh, bases. So a lot of lesbians. A ton of lesbians, but also. I feel like a storyline at some point is going to be the lesbian's going to try to get in the military to take care of, the ki- like, to get better. Because I'm just letting you know that happens all the fucking time. Yeah. Like, people will be like, I cannot find a job. I'm going to try to go in the military. And unfortunately, we're not, I mean, we are at war, but we're not at war like that. So they're not just taking anybody, baby. Yeah. At this point, you have to, like, you know, they have some standards. So I just have a feeling that the military is going to play some sort of role in this because it's so prevalent there i'm ready for lesbian drama i'm ready for also here's the thing lesbian or non-lesbian but it's your boyfriend the when you are a teenager nobody is ever going to actually play parent to your child that's not actually their parent in the long run well because they're so young they're definitely and throwing a kid in it they already broke up a bunch anyway they're gonna keep breaking up and the problem is is that with everyone else that's young it breaks up you gotta see them because they're the parent. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, this is just never playing out in the long run. Like, I'm trying to think of other no. No. other examples, but we haven't really, like, Danae. had them. Yeah, <laughs> but be, beyond... Oh, Danae, by the way, when we... Has a new name, I noticed on Instagram today. It's Milo. M-Y-L-O. So I'm assuming oh. it's Milo. He looks really good. He got his top surgery. He's been yeah. on T for, like, a year... Okay, um, I gotta check good. it out. Cause I had a the thing is, Danae has like, or Milo has like. When I watched those scenes where they did the they showed they caught us up, I was like, oh, that is Chris Brown energy, and I don't see it for Chris Brown, bitch. And but yet, for somehow, I'm such a fucking hypocrite. I just want Milo to you know, same. I just want him to prosper. So same. Um. Okay, let's talk about Ashley. Who I thought her episode, her season started out a little slow. But I'm also not worried about that because I know the heat is going to come because Barr and Ashley are fucking lunatics. And And they will be together forever. And I don't mean like, like when the scene opened and the two of them are in that fucking restaurant, I You know the two of them just like love going out to eat. You know they go out to eat seven times a week. Yeah. And they just talk to each other all like- Well, because they're best friends. They're best friends. And discussed. They're gonna be together dysfunctionally. For fucking ever. I have mm-hmm. a feeling they're going to be together a very, very long time. Off and on. Yeah. Oh, very off and on. But yes, I agree. Yeah. And they just, like, love to go out and, like... Bring the baby. Yeah, eat at a chain restaurant. Like, they were, like, at a Buffalo Wild Wings, you know? Just, like, loving life. If they were at a Texas Roadhouse, I would love to sit with them. Split oh, some rolls. Same. Same. Feed little Holly. Holly <laughs> is so fucking cute. Looks just like Pastor T still. She is so cute, and she's really smart. And from she's Instagram. dancing as she eats. Oh, oh my, my god, god, I died. <laughs> but yeah, so basically, nothing's really going on with Ashley and Barr in this episode. Ashley is back in school to get her medical tech certificate, which is great. Love a backup plan. You can always find a job. You can always yeah. find a job doing that. Um, Barr is studying for his GED, which, like, honestly, I, I will say good for Barr because as we just discussed, like, we see what Shen is like. We see what happened to all his brothers. Mm-hmm. 
And I know for most, like when Chelsea's studying for a GED, I'm like, come the fuck on. Like Chelsea said, every opportunity in the world and the fact that she didn't graduate from high school is insanely wild. But Barr, like getting his GED, I believe would be an achievement. I don't think Chelsea would have graduated from high school whether she had a baby or not. <laughs> yeah, I'll say it. I have a feeling that she wouldn't have. I think she would have been like, oh, it's too hard. I'll just go get my GED. And I think that Randy would have pushed back I at think first. I she could have gotten, gotten like C's and just like I think she could have. I don't think she would have. I think she would have. And she was too busy chasing Adam. The only thing Chelsea ever chased was Adam. Other than that, she'd never worked for anything. But anyway, I'm going to stop talking about her. But Barr's been going, studying for his GED for two years, just so you remember that. <laughs> he was studying for his GED before Holly was born, and she's and all these kids are almost about two. And then, wait, I love later in the episode, he said he just forgot to study for it. Yeah, because he has, and he has nothing else going on. That's I do want to say this. Because he gangbangs all day. He runs around. Even if it's in the past. Even if, it, even if let's say he's not gangbanging all day anymore he's just he like I'm, i think he is and remember we first thought he was a fucking pimp we were like that's a pimp right there yeah we thought I he was pimping on reddit say he isn't really in a gang and i'm like i feel like if i know one thing for sure it's that bar is legitimately in a gang i feel like now I, I, it's not that i don't think he's in a gang but i feel like he's like an outer member of a gang yeah i don't think he's like high up in a gang yeah but like he's affiliated he goes to the parties I think I I feel like I've said that before, but I'm wondering like what kind of job is Barr gonna get ever? And I I'm not no. trying to be mean about this. I'm just saying. I mean, so he's got a tattoo TV on his face. Really works well for him. That's he's gonna have. He's got teardrop tattoos on his face. He doesn't have any skills, but like you can definitely have face tattoos if you're like a mechanic or yeah. like you know. Yeah, he needs he needs to figure out some sort he of also, trade or yeah and he doesn't have any job history remember we saw his modeling pics but he hasn't worked anywhere in a very long time so i would be surprised not, if he ever had like a legitimate w2 job exactly so even fast food fast food they take a chance on a 16 year old with no but they're not going to do that on a 22-year-old who has a mm-hmm. face tattoo. It's it just, like, I was just sitting here, I was like, if we, if me and Liz were going to go get him a job, that was our new project, getting Barr a job, where will we start? And I was like, maybe a dishwasher? At yeah, like a I was, was going to say a bouncer, maybe. He's so little, baby. He's so and, little. Yeah, but you don't actually have to be big to be a bouncer in a lot of places. Like, I don't you know. work, like, inside the club. Like, you don't really, you know what I mean? You just kind of stand around. I Chris, think throw that. him. Did you remember when Chris did that? Did those mm-hmm. Street Fighter moves? Chris, could mm-hmm. throw him. Yeah, I think you're right. A dishwasher, he could get a job as. I think he's going to fuck around. He's probably might end up in prison, and then I Maybe. can see him at like 35 getting a dishwashing job, and then just like keeping Ugh. his head down and working hard but menial jobs for the rest of his life, but like doing okay. Do you know what I mean? I guess. I just feel like. So let me, let me, let me talk about something else first and I'll get back to that. When Ashley was talking to her instructor, Mm -hmm. I was like, Ashley is a master code switcher. Ashley can be your quote unquote ghetto stripper bitch, right? Mm -hmm. 
Ashley can also be like, I went to private schools and I'm just like looking to phrase my daughter. Like Ashley mm-hmm. is such a good code switcher depending on who she's talking to. And that's- Sometimes I think about when Ashley went on this rant about how rich she was growing up yes. and posted all of these things that she had and was bragging about her grandparents paying for braces. And her daddy always buys, like he's not around, but he buys things for her. Yeah. I just like, I don't know why I think about that sometimes, but like as an adult, I understand how expensive braces are. So like, I get it, but it's also just, like, such a wild brag. <laughs> I know, but it's because she grew up with people who didn't get braces. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you and I grew up with people, like, getting braces was, like, that's what you did. Exactly, and I didn't have any concept of, like, why you wouldn't get braces. Um, right. But I just, but that kind of reminds me of, like, Ashley, like, wants to be this person, kind of, but then also, like, isn't this person... No, she's not. And, like, switches in and out of it, because, like, why she's bragging about how rich she is, you, you're like, no, but Ashley, you don't that's understand. Really this rich, makes though. you look not rich. Yeah, that's You're not just rich, rich by but, what... You post the throwback Thursday picture of you in Paris as a kid. You don't brag about how you went to Paris for two weeks. It's a subtle difference. Yeah. Right, you're absolutely right. And there's, like... And I love when you talk about the way you grew up and how, I mean, obviously you grew up with means, but there's a difference between growing up that way and also growing up like, ultra, like when you talk about welcome. Caroline Calloway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And you talk about, your, I don't think she has as much money as you want us to think because of these small differences. You're right. absolutely right. I, but in terms of like code switching, she's very good yeah, at it. You're right. And I'm like, I see, Ashley could easily be the receptionist at a fucking doctor's office. A hundred percent. Ashley, like, could be an office manager somewhere. Like, Ashley could have, although they're a lot more rare these days, I see Ashley, what Ashley should do is, like, go to paralegal school. Yeah. And, like, can't you see Ashley's a paralegal? Like, I could see Ashley. she's going to have an office job. Carving her way through the rare but still possible Forty to fifty thousand dollar a year office admin type of work that you do without like a special degree. Yeah, and Bar is never gonna do anything like that. No, Bar is always gonna be her quote unquote sub boyfriend mm-hmm. that she goes and picks up after her office job, mm-hmm. and because he can't drive anymore because his license got suspended because he for whatever dumb reason. Yeah. yeah. And, and I know so many women like this who work in jobs that I'm not saying are, but I'm saying she she would do nicely for herself to make fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, and on own the, the townhouse. She on the Bodega Boys, they always talk about on the Bodega Boys podcast like the bum with the the girlfriend that wears scrubs to work. Yes, something like that. I can totally see. Yeah. The, and what I'm saying is that Ashley can find a place in this world. I don't necessarily know that Bar can. No. And I also think that when you see people like this, to a certain extent, me and my husband are like this. My husband's not a bar, by the way. But my husband is, uh, sometimes people see me and my husband again, they're like, mm, I don't see this happening. And I'm like, well, what you don't see is that we're exactly the same. Even though you think that he, he you, don't, you don't see the similarities. I think that a lot of times people see bar and Ashley together and they go, what the fuck happened there? But I think Ashley has a lot more in common than bar than, we know it's just that Ashley is more mobile than Bar could be. And it's mostly yeah. she doesn't have face tattoos and didn't spend mo- all, her entire like gangbang. Also, her mom is Pastor T and not Chen. It's true. And Pastor T, I bet you, used to sell drugs. I'm not saying that because I can see that. But but also 
I think Pastor T then rose out of that and was determined for her children yes. to go to private school and to be well-spoken and to present a certain way. And I don't think that Pastor T was interested. You know what I mean? Like Pastor Absolutely. T is wild and messy, but she's not a Shen. And, and, that, and that's doesn't why claim, Shen- Doesn't claim to raise 48 kids because Pastor <laughs> T didn't let random kids in her house. She we would make them Shen's wait outside. Too. If Shen meets you at a Dollar Tree, you're one of her kids. Exactly. <laughs> but Pastor T would be like, you can wait outside while I go get Ashley and then she can come out and play with you <laughs> because she didn't let random people in her home because she didn't want those random people to have an influence over her children where mm-hmm. Shen brought in God knows who into her home to do God knows what with her children. You know what I mean? Like, I think mm-hmm. Ashley just had like a, like, I bet they sat down to dinner every night where they talked about their day and talked about what was going on in the world. And I think it's very They're obvious past- that Pastor T taught Ashley. I mean, not baby people how to speak you know what i mean and like how you're supposed to present and that you can be crazy and wild in some of these cases but then as you said like you have to code switch for these other things and i i think that they were like very much like um respectability politics like well you can't do this you can't i think they they i mean i think it's a cosby Cosby show yeah (laughs) that's why i said very cosby but not rapey but i think but you understand what i'm trying to say here like that oh and 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 so pull up your again, pants. It's that old school mentality yeah. of like I yeah. I mean this mentality that Bill Cosby preached a lot, which is like black people have it hard enough, so pull up your pants and speak correctly. And the and reason you, you were shot marks. is because your pants were down. Yeah, that's why and quotation they marks, you look like but, a but you'll only be successful if you as a black person play completely into white expectations and white society. Yeah. And, and make sure that you don't scare anybody, make sure you yeah. wear these sweaters. Make sure yeah. that you do a little jig and then they'll accept yeah. you. And, and if they don't, it's your fault. That was kind of Cosby's whole life motto. And and also take this. Yeah. Well, it's how he got away with doing all of that other stuff too. But I wouldn't be surprised if T kind of like bought into that and raised her children that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I think that they have a lot in common. I think that they, but I also think that Ashley is more mobile than Barr is. And I think that that's gonna be the problem yeah which will happen in this episode yeah um basically they kind of just fight about the ged chris is like you should give him an ultimatum about getting it but instead of giving him an ultimatum she just like pouts and is angry at him yeah all right that's all i got from her okay let's talk about kayla who has moved in with her boyfriend <laughs> of six months luke yeah can can I? Okay. Yeah. Isaiah is looking very cute. He's very I, cute. I did not like Isaiah at first because to me, he looked like Rob Schneider in like an offensive SNL <laughs> sketch where he'd be wearing a wig and pretending to be like South American and like, like it was like bronzer. Honestly. Yeah. He'd be wearing like, he'd basically be wearing blackface, but, they, but he just have really dark skin that day. That's what Isaiah used to look like to me. That's sometimes what Lux looks like to me, like someone wearing a wig and do and like what's the end game here? And so, but he's gotten really cute. Oh, he's God. very cute. Yes, and so that's she's got that going for her. And also, they have matching pajamas. Did you notice in the like when they do the wrap up at the end where they play the music over everybody? No, I didn't notice. She she's picks him up and he's wearing pajamas and she's wearing the same pajamas Aww. and I was like. 
Okay, Kayla, I'll give you a little I think Kayla chance. is one of those that really, like, took to being a mom. Sure. Kind of like Chelsea, in that, like, you never doubted that she was, like, being a full-time mom. Sure, like, she, you didn't think she was gonna, like, leave the kid at her mom's house and just be out. Yeah. She follows like her mom a lot, but She's not. making bad choices repeatedly, but yeah. she's a full-time parent. Yeah, she's, she, she never was, like, I'm off the freak Nick. They, do they even have freak Nick anymore? No. <laughs> I'm off the freak Nick and uh, watch this kid for a week and a half. That's not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Kayla, Jamie did cut her off, which like, good yeah. for you, Jamie. Um, and Kayla can pay for all this because Kayla, out of all of them, hustles pretty hard on social media. I would sure. say she hustles the hardest out of all of them. Mm-hmm. And good for her. But she had to drop her classes because Isaiah is not in daycare. And this is where I'm like, do you really not make enough money to put him in daycare? Um, she doesn't make, I bet she doesn't make enough consistent money. Like, you oh, don't know. Oh, that's probably true. And then yeah, you yeah. get that big check and then you like, I don't know, get meek eyelashes or something. I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. that's probably true. Um, so she basically has to drop out of school because uh, Stefan won't watch the baby which like is a real jade situation where it's like you really thought Stefan was gonna watch your baby so you could go to college i don't know i think he last time we heard he did but like the utilities were shut off which my baby can't be in your house if you don't have utilities so yeah exactly like where is Stefan supposed to be watching this baby like she lives with luke she can't have him come over her house no, so, I, and I don't think Stefan should be in her house at all anyway, like. Oh, uh, yeah, he'll probably move in. <laughs> he'll just never leave. <laughs> As in your dream, That's he'll just start yelling, like, squatter's rights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stefan so, would be like, I have squatter's rights, bitch. And you're like, yeah. I invited you over for coffee. <laughs> that is like, remember, I mean, you're a big 30 Rock fan too. Mm-hmm. Um, remember when Liz is trying to get rid of her boyfriend and she, he's like, I have squatter's rights and, and I love you. And she says, which one is it? And he says, why can't it be both? Yeah, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. When she describes Dennis is like how it feels like when you would suffer, when you would die from hypothermia. <laughs> <laughs> and he's incredibly Irish and he's from Boston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. But so, I mean, I feel like that's all that happened with Kayla. What else happened? Yeah, Stefan like saw his friend and his friend was like, I wrote down Stefan seems awful to be around. Like yes. even with his friends, like there doesn't seem to be anything appealing about him. Yeah. He his friend was like, person. well, Stefan was like, why should I text her every day if she's just gonna tell me he's good? It's like because it takes 14 seconds. But what I didn't like about that is like you don't have to text her every day, but you could like, I know he's young, but every third day you could be like, could you send me a pic of him? Uh, can I, can I, can we can FaceTime? I, can I FaceTime him for like five minutes? Cause I mean, babies get over that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, Hey, I'm working my shitty little job. And I don't make a lot of money, but I just got paid. Which should I buy? Should I buy you diapers or should I buy formula? What would be yeah. better? Yeah. Or do you want me to just give you the money? What do you want yeah. me to do? I mean, and it's the same complaint that Brie has that a lot of these moms have that a lot of moms IRL have, which is like, you, I am with this kid every second of every fucking day, a hundred percent caring and like supplying for him. 
and then you pop up every once in a while to ask how he is like that has nothing to do with parenting this child okay but he like needs to eat like he has shoes like yeah you just want to take a picture with him from the gram um i think also like Something as small as saying, do you have class on Tuesday from two to three? Okay, if you, on Tuesdays, if you drop him off at one thirty and come back and get up at five, I will be at my friend's house and that's where I'll, or my mom's house or where, or my aunt's house or wherever from one thirty to five. Yeah. I can do that on Tuesdays. That's, and this is where I'll be and I'll, and you do that consistently and all I have is $50 to your ticket, but that's all I got for you. And I think little things like that would make a difference. But what Stefan and Devon and many other people don't do is they don't realize how great small things are. They think they got to show up with $2,000 and that'll make everything. And so they don't have it and they're never going to have $2,000. And so they're like, well, I'm not going. They think Mm -hmm. I have to call every day, but calling every day is hard. And so I'm never going to call. These extremes or something very small could work. It could show that I'm interested. I'm going to do these things. I think also Stefan is mad that I think that for their whole relationship, Kayla like spent a hundred percent of her time chasing after him. Yeah. And we saw this and like being obsessed with him and being like, come be with the baby, come be with the baby, come do this, come do that. And I think Luke, you know, for better or worse, they've only been together six months and they moved in together and now they have a baby. It's all too fast, but I do think that Luke has shown Kayla because I bet Stefan was Kayla's first like real boyfriend, you know? Sure. And I bet Luke is a nice, normal person that loves and cares for her. And like the last thing that she ever wants to do is even look at Stefan again. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I think she has Mm. such a little desire to chase after Stefan to do anything where before she would just like say the shit, but she'd still be texting him at night, like to hang out and hook up because she just was so in such a bad and abusive relationship with him that now I think that she's a loving and caring boyfriend and like her level of care for like having him around and even for Isaiah is so it's non-existent. Well, I probably because when she was with him, she was like, well, this is my first boyfriend. I may this never be anybody is. else. Yeah this, yeah. Is, this is everybody I know is in a bad relationship too. This is yeah, how her self esteem was so in the gutter. She didn't know it was supposed to be different. You don't realize how fucking bad it is while you're in it. You she don't might realize. Have had, she might have had an orgasm by now too. Like think yeah. about that. Think about the sex she would have with Stefan. No, awful. awful, awful. And she just thought this is what sex is like. You know, this is what relationships are like. And I think what people don't realize that haven't been in an abusive relationship is like when you're in it, your perspective of how bad it is so fucking warped. And then you're out of it. And she's probably with this guy that every day is just so fucking nice to her. So involved with Isaiah. So sweet and caring. And the sex is good. Even that amazing, but just normal. Yeah. And that like, you walk in the house and you don't have to fight him. Yeah. And like, she's happy. He says hello to you. And he doesn't pick a fight so he can go with his friends and cheat on you. Like, he's just like, yeah, what do you want to watch? You want to watch Blackish with me? Sit down. And then they eat a pizza and it's fine. Exactly. And like you said, they probably have good sex. And and he's like, you're pretty. You look nice today. Yeah. And he probably goes, yeah, this is my girlfriend. Instead of going, this is my he friend posts Kayla. posts her online. Yeah. He's like, yeah. this is a girl I kind of see Kayla. That's what Stefan probably calls her. I bet, so, Kayla, I bet Stefan never complimented her the entire time they were together. 
No, he'd probably be like, "What? Why are you asking me what you look like?" Yeah, you know, I think you're pretty. If she like, Go look at a mirror. Him, if she badgered him really bad, like, why would you even ask? Though? Like, you know, I think I'm pretty. Why would I be with you if you weren't yeah. pretty? And Luke probably oh, looks at her and goes, "You look nice today." Yeah, and like that is so life changing. He's probably taking pictures with her in the bathroom, hugged up. Oh, and posted them on Instagram. Literally, I mean, <laughs> I've seen them. Uh, they are. That is and, correct. Yeah. They love a bathroom hugged up picture. Yeah, love he, it. he puts hearts underneath her pictures. Yeah, this is, and this that is shit. Just, this is very shit. But she never got this from stuff. And especially when you're 18, and you like yeah. get out of that abusive relationship, and you find that first guy in your life that's fucking nice to you. And we know Kayla's dad isn't really around, although she did say he's like kind of involved. I think he just doesn't want to be on the show. But he doesn't live with her. He doesn't live near her. So like, this is probably yeah. like. The male attention has probably, like, she's probably just, like, on cloud nine with this, like, positive male attention. So the idea of, like, chasing around Stefan to see her son, like, she doesn't give a fuck about Stefan. What about moving in together? I bet that when she got pregnant, she said to Stefan, like, can we, like, get a place together? And Mm -hmm. he's like, work? What's a job, bitch? And I bet you Luke goes to a job. Maybe not a great job, but I bet, I mean, he he pays for his car insurance. You know, something. Yeah. Whatever. He's just normal. Exactly. Like, exactly. And I, so yeah, I think that Stefan is really probably miffed by the fact that like, when he's like, well, why would like kill once we do this and that? And I bet for him, he's like, this bitch just chased me around for four years. And now she Mm. thinks I'm going to chase her around. Like she can get fucked. Yeah. And he's probably like really angry and all, and just like last season we saw where he was like you got Luke around my kid. Da, da, da. Well, yeah. I mean, you're not around your kid. What the fuck? Even yeah. though I do agree that oh, of um, course it was too best. quick. Of yeah, course, it's fucking too quick. And then they're probably gonna break up. There, I mean, she's pregnant, right? Or does she have, have a baby? baby? Oh, okay. They're Her name's Aria, I think. That's baby. a nice name. Yeah, Aria and Isaiah. That's what, those are. Those names kind of go together. That's great. But I, I just think that like. You're right. She doesn't give a fuck anymore. And he's like kind of rethinking. Like he really thought he had Kayla forever. Like he could, yeah, yeah, he yeah, put yeah. her on layaway. He could put her on that shelf. He'd come back Ugh, and get her and pick her up. That hurts my heart so much, but you're absolutely right. Like that like, actually like made my heart like break a little bit thinking about yeah. that, but you're right. A hundred percent. And so he realized she's not where he left her and she's, and look, somebody wants her and He's decent looking and he's big looking, which I guess people find attractive. Yeah, and I like, mean, he's much more attractive than Stefan. Well, Stefan looks like a Somalian pirate. Of course, yeah. anybody's more attractive than Stefan, okay? He's, he looks like a Picasso painting. His I features know, aren't in the right tough. place. They're really asymmetrical. Yeah, and his teeth are wide apart. Oh. I Kayla had the worst. Kayla's a very pretty girl, especially yeah. in the Instagram age. That girl's a pretty girl. She is like, you're exactly right in the Instagram age. It's like, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, she's, she went and got a black scent for him. I mean, she would go to the end of the earth for him. And then, and he had the nerve not to wife her up. Okay, so she's moved on. But um, I think this season, all we're going to see is like, what, Stefan acting crazy and then Kayla finding out she's pregnant? Yeah, I would okay. guess. Okay. That's a big drama. All right, right we can talk about Brie now, who... Her only issue is that she doesn't have a babysitter. She kept, once again, saying babysitter, babysitter, babysitter. I'm like, can he not go to daycare? Um, she can't go to daycare because... I think she, I think she can't go to daycare because she works odd hours. She yeah. doesn't work 
nine to five. Yeah. And also like, I wonder if, um, Jessica works nights. And so during the day when she's at the receptionist job, Jessica watches him during the day. And then they need someone to watch him. Like when Bree's at her second job at night or on the weekends at the retail job. So how much do you think they get paid per season on this show? Um, so they're in their second season now because they did an A and B of Team Mom Young and Pregnant, and I bet they're making like. Uh, Wait, is this B? No, they're in Team Mom Young they're and Pregnant really season th- two. All right, so a real season two. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I bet in season one they were making very little, like very little. Um. I would bet for season two they're probably making maybe fifty thousand a season. Okay. So Which that, remember was, they get paid they pay a lot of taxes because they're sure. W nine employees. But, but maybe she's taking home maybe she's taking home like forty thousand for this season or fifty thousand. And then I bet they're making like a decent amount on social media. Okay. So when it was twenty thousand for the season, mm-hmm. I was like, if you didn't go to work, if you didn't go out and get a job and you owe and you pay your taxes on your twenty thousand dollars you still will qualify for a daycare credit. Yeah. Like, you're still going to qualify for the voucher. Um, but at 50, no, you're not. And plus social media money, no, you're not going to qualify for that. So, also, okay. Wouldn't I get they it. get, don't they have him on SSDI? He's probably on that because of the, his arm. His arm, not because of money. Like, not because of, like, an income requirement. Yeah, no, probably, no, 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 but I'm saying, don't they get, like, something from the state that they could use to pay for daycare, maybe? I doubt it. I just feel like um, she's has the problem everyone has. I'm yeah. going through the same problem now, but the difference is that my kids can't be watched by anybody. They have to be certified by the state. Mm-hmm. Um, background checks, uh, CPR, uh, a couple of other things. They have to do childhood trauma training. Mm-hmm. um and a tv test and uh there's a class coming up but like and i have some people that want to do it i'm gonna have to pay for it for them to take the class mm-hmm. like i can't just find someone on craigslist to watch the fucking kids yeah but so i get what she's going through my other thing is though i i find it hard to be sympathetic for a number of reasons we talked about this last season her and jamie just seem to like pick up and move to portland with no plans yeah and yeah no money and mm-hmm. like absolute ridiculousness Two, she makes at least $40,000 a year from this show. And she has social media money. So she can pay somebody. Mm-hmm. She, the, when she's having this conversation about the best people make $15 an hour and I only make 12, I'm like, okay, then quit your job and become a better babysitter. Like you become a babysitter. Yeah. Watching people's kids. I just didn't understand. I feel like you can afford it. And I feel like, you could take the money from the show and then work a day job and that's it. But you guys did not spend your money correctly. And you're in, as my husband would say with his very colloquy, with his very street talk, you're in a trick bag right now, baby. And so you're like fucked up, you know, fuck the church's money. And that's why you can't really do it because don't they get paid twice? Like when they get paid something in the beginning and at the end of the film? Yeah, I believe so. So she's waiting for money and then they, they spend all this money to move. Like, that's why. It's not because it's impossible and you can't do the thing. It's because you didn't plan carefully. Yeah. And I think that's maybe her mom. Oh, you got bracing. I think that's maybe her mom's ML as well, you know? 
Right. I think, I wonder, I wonder how, the, did she get fired from Quiznos or wherever the fuck she worked? Was it Subway? Where'd she work at? Her In mom? Wisconsin. Yeah. No, I think she left the deli. Jason's deli. Okay. Because I don't understand why, because they lived in this apartment. It was small. Mm-hmm. And it looked like Section Eight, but whatever. It, it it was small. I don't understand why she took that big leap and just went to Portland after she had a management job in Jason Jason's Deli. Yeah, that and why they moved into that big ass house? That house is huge. Huge. It's only, you know what? I bet you, what if those apartment complexes wouldn't let them film there? Yeah, that's possible. That they're. You know, a little small, and they don't live in Portland proper, right? They live in, no, I, they live in a suburb of Portland. Yeah, Portland is that in the city. I just I remember when they moved, and the grandparents are there, and they like didn't even stay with their grandparents; they were staying in an Airbnb. Yeah. I thought that was. I mean, it's possible the grandparents live in a one-bedroom apartment, and they literally don't have the room. But I thought that was bizarre. It just the whole thing was bizarre. All of it's bizarre. I. What's what we're seeing here is they're not telling us something. It's just like well, the first I think couple seasons seen of Janelle. Like, yeah, we'd be like, "Why is that happening?" And then you find out, oh, because of this. <laughs> That's why they. That's I true. think we're. I yeah. think we're seeing a level of poverty that mm-hmm. they just aren't like. This show is not meant to address in yeah, a way yeah. that explains it well enough for us for her to just be like and because they're not breaking the fourth wall so for jessica not to be like my parents have a one-bedroom apartment we can't stay with them but i want to live move to portland and we just got ten thousand dollars from mtv so we have enough to get out there and stay in an airbnb until we can put down first and last and that's all we have but i think because they're not Mm -hmm. saying that and i think you know what i mean like i think there's a level of just unfortunately like that being expensive to be poor thing that's going on Absolutely. here? I was just thinking, I was thinking about if I got pregnant in high school, would I have gotten an abortion? And if I didn't have gotten, if I wouldn't have gotten an abortion, I was thinking it wouldn't have been because I didn't believe in it and I, or I wouldn't raise a child. It would have been that, did I have the money to go walk in a place and get an abortion? Yeah. And if my parents could have just been like, well, here's the $400 or whatever it would have cost. Here it is. Take it. If they could have done that. And if they couldn't have, like being poor, a lot of times you do things that cost more money because the up point, the, like the, um, yeah, the upfront is cheaper. That's why mm-hmm. you end up in loans. those loans. You were t- yeah. yeah. That's, that's how you end up in those type of things. Even though like when people talk about poverty, they say people need more education. I'm like, they can read. They know that yeah. this is, they'd rather do it this way. They can't because of the way the system is set up or the yeah. way that this. So I was thinking about that. I was like, would I have ended up having a baby which costs exponentially more money than abortion <laughs> because I couldn't lay my hands on this amount of money within the required time? Yeah, and, and then you get pregnant, you get on Medicaid be, when you're pregnant right. to get your doctor's visits, and then you can get WIC, and then. Yeah. Yeah, and I was just having that conversation with myself, and I was like, "Well, I did have a job, and like, I feel, I feel like my parents, like, four hundred dollars wouldn't have killed them, mm-hmm. especially if they knew giving it to me would prevent me from having a baby. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure they would have been like, you know what? 
we'll figure, we'll it, figure out. it out. Yeah. Have it. <laughs> what, what, what's your appointment, baby? <laughs> like, yeah. So, but that's exactly what I think you're right. That's what we're watching with Brianna and, um, Jane, and her name's not Jane, whatever her name is. What is her? Jessica. Jessica. Yeah. That's and I think watching. that not breaking the fourth wall hurts them mm-hmm. because I think what we're seeing that's very weird is that we're watching people in poverty get like injections of cash that allow them to make decisions that to us were like, what the fuck are they doing? But maybe if they could tell us exactly how much money they're getting from MTV and social media and what their long-term MTV and social media goals are and how they play into moving to Portland, like maybe it would all make a little more sense. Yeah. We I can also film more in Portland. It's been hard to film film in Wisconsin. You know what I mean? Like there might be, we just got, we've been wanting to move for a while. MTV mm-hmm. gave us enough money that we can get there and it's going to be tight, but I would rather just use that money to get there instead of staying here and wasting that money here. Cause God only knows if we're going to get another season and I'd rather be poor in Portland than be poor here and run it out, out of that money in a year anyway. Yeah. I also think that Brianna does, Brie does the least amount with herself at filming. And yeah. so, and again, life comes at you fast. She's looking a lot more like her mother every day. But, um, cause remember we were just, we were like, this is the cutest Oh, we thought girl. she was the cutest girl in the world. Cause she was just a little tiny thing. She was so cute. Yeah. Um, but. She looks tired. She looks tired. She looks like she's not taking care of herself. Yeah. And I'm not saying she's not, but I'm saying that Ashley gets dressed for the camera. Oh, and yeah, she does. A- Ashley also under, Ashley's building a brand, honey. Like, yes. Ashley was built for bigger and better things, which is why it's so funny that Ashley's claiming that Team Mom 2 was offered to her and she turned it down. We know that didn't happen. Because she would have uh, got paid more in Team Mom 2. Also, like, that'd be like your minor league baseball player in the MLB calls and you go, I think I'll stay on my team. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You'd be, I, there's no way you wouldn't go to the better brand. You'd be a fucking idiot. There are so many more people to see her baby hairs on Team Mom 2 than on Team Mom yeah. and Pregnant. It Even just, though we both agree it's a better show. but Yeah, of course it's a better show. It's just, I mean, at that point, we didn't even know if Team Mom Young and Pregnant was coming back. They filmed a whole season, but they filmed a whole season of Team Mom New Jersey and 16 and Pregnant, and that yeah. shit never came out. So, yeah, like, yeah. And this was like my, almost a year ago. You know what I mean? When Jade got the spot. So yeah. it's She's like, lying. yeah, I even asked the Ashley tweeted an article about Ashley and Jade fighting. Yeah, I, guess, I saw that. I guess Ashley's going to be at the reunion and Jade isn't going to get on stage. I don't know. And Ashley, Jade got in trouble. Eviction papers were filed against her for not paying her $900 rent. But mm-hmm. I think really what happened was she wasn't paying the rent of the house Sean was living in and sure, but her name off. off the lease. Yeah. And Ashley tweeted some shit like, if my rent was $900, I'd be stacking money. And then Ashley was like, that wasn't about Jade. And it's like, of course it was about Jade. Why would you yeah. pick 900 Like you tweeted it the same day the fucking article come out. Like, right. And, and you're mad at her because she got the opportunity that you did. Like, I, I don't know why she got it. I think Ashley would better hit me for me. Um, I think that they didn't. I don't know. I think that they picked Jade because I think they wanted to keep, I think, okay. I think they thought the Shen factor and everything would be too much on Teen Mom 2 and it could still kind mm-hmm. of like stay in like the craziness of Teen Mom Young and Pregnant where Jade brought enough drama 
but not like full on brawling. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but I just feel like maybe? Ashley's the star of Team Mom, Young and Pregnant, and yeah. it's because of Shin. I think she's yeah, the star of the show. I also think maybe they kind of know that and they didn't want to take the star off Teen Mom Young and Pregnant. Yeah, maybe. You're right. Okay. So, but I, so. What oh, I'm but I was, asked the Ashley if they asked that? Ashley first and she said not to my knowledge. But like, what I'm saying is that Ashley gets dressed. Yes. Um, I think that Brie is much more of a Caitlin in this aspect. She's yeah. dyeing her hair. She's just, she looks tired all the time. And I don't think she realizes what she's going to look like on the show. And she's making less money. Is she doing less spawn con and shit like that than everyone else? She definitely does it. I, I suggest you take a look at the things she posts for Fashion Nova. They are the worst pictures you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> it's like they keep getting worse. It's crazy. Oh, Lord. Especially compared to, like, Kayla's. Kayla's, like, working hard for that money, honey. I like, when it is. comes to Instagram stuff and, like, taking pictures. And, like, you know that she face that, tunes that shit. Mm-hmm. Bria's probably, like, an iPhone 5. And she, like, <laughs> hands it to Bray. And she's like, Brayson, take my picture. <laughs> and he, like, takes her picture. And it's, like, the focus of the picture is, like, something in the background. And, like, you can't <laughs> even see what she's wearing. They're really bad, her pictures. Uh. Well, I mean, she, she just might be that type of girl. Like, I think some of us is. are just old Navy girls, and that's just what it is. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not hating on her. I'm just saying that, like, it took Kate a very long time to realize that if MTV's coming to the house, I need to be showered, dressed, and put on some makeup and standing up. And, and um, I think Bree's, I think she's going to figure that out soon because I, I don't think they're going to. I don't think that the the fan giver as many breaks as give Kayla or Ashley, even though that 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 looking at her storylines and her segments, they have much more crazier things happening than Breed does. But Mm -hmm. I think that she's gonna get she's gonna be the one people call lazy. She's gonna be the one that they're like, well, you know. Yeah, they were already getting it last season. I think I think they're poverty choices as we were talking about like really rub the audience the wrong way sure sure but you know what we say the same we said the same thing about jade and the same thing about kales that we feel like they're smarter than that mm-hmm. and if we think about those two they're not poverty choices they're trauma choices yeah true so yeah all right let's talk about new girl rachel who nothing i love more than an unknown baby daddy and love the sister angle Oh yeah, I think that's gonna be a problem. Janelle, if you will. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a problem. Her mom's a recovered addict. Yep, love that too. I mean, they live in a trailer. Yeah, I love that bright red lipstick she put on because she's like, I'm not gonna be a brie. Her bright red (laughs) lipstick with a foundation that was definitely a color too light that I bet in real life she didn't notice, but shows up on camera. Yep, wet and wild, baby. Oh. Like, she had a full coverage foundation on that was just one shade too light. And I really bet in real life it looked, like, mostly fine. But the well, camera, like, it was not the right hue. That's that's how it always is. It looks fine in real life. People don't show up the red carpets and w- with their underwear showing on yeah. purpose. They just yeah. didn't take a picture of it at home and realize that the flash will show you that. Yeah. So, basically... She's eight months pregnant, and Drew is her ex-boyfriend and the baby's dad. Or so she thinks. 
she was sleeping with his best friend Jacob around the same time and they kept moving her conception date around and there's only a week in between her fucking Drew and her fucking Jacob and she's like Jacob's pretty hurt I was sleeping with his best friend so we haven't talked in a month oh really <laughs> she gave me a lot of 16 and pregnant vibes yeah I'll- so yeah this was you're absolutely right this was very 16 and pregnant and so i'm kind of excited because we don't usually see these 16 and pregnant storylines play out no no and just this very much like them cheerfully in a in a voiceover telling you the craziest shit they're just like yeah so i was sleeping with two best friends we were doing wild things and you're not going to tell us what wild things were even though like what the fuck does that mean yeah they kept saying that too yeah, you guys were wild together. Um, and I was like, okay, well. I noticed that, oh, not I noticed. I do want to say that there was a time in my life that, like, I definitely could have gotten pregnant and not know who the father was, be it me sleeping with a guy and I, like, just never learned his name because I was too drunk. Or I remember I, like. Like, you kind of knew, like, he was a friend of so-and-so, but you, well, like. I remember if you I, had to write down his name, you wouldn't even know. I slept with this guy over New Year's Eve and I was this was actually the last New Year's Eve before I got sober. And I was like in a full blackout binge for like almost mm-hmm. maybe 36 hours. And because in Philadelphia they have a big parade during the day on New Year's Day. So it was like a full thing from New Year's night into New Year's Day. And I had this guy's full name saved in my phone. And he texted me like every weekend for two months after New Year's. And I was like, I can never answer him because I don't know what he looks like. And like, I can't see him again. <laughs> like I knew what his name was because his name was in my phone and I had text messages. I gotten separated from my, I saw him again on New Year's Day because I got separated from my friends and I had him come find me, I guess. I don't know. I don't remember any of this, but it's in my, it was in my phone and this was really bad. But like Imagine I was like, texting that guy, hey, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I could never hang out with him again because I was like, I don't know what he looks like. And he could be really beat. And like, I can't risk that. I mean, he's probably not, but like he could be. Why didn't you tell him to send you a picture? Why didn't you say, hey, what are you doing? Take, take a picture. I mean, I don't know. I think I just was like, oh, I can't go here. Like, this is. You were not made for, for the whole life, baby. Because then, I like figured out who he was. Um, well, no, because I was just like, no, I just want to see him again. Yeah, I, like, I just want to move on. <laughs> I just never have to see him again in my life. Like, it's okay. And, like, there are definitely times where I slept with, like, two guys in a week or two yeah. guys in a weekend or was, yeah. like, cheating on my boyfriend with someone or was cheating with, you know what I mean? Like, somebody was in a relationship. <laughs> and I was, like, I was, like, a fucking slut. Like, a mess. And you're, saying, and you're saying, like, with a, I remember you talking about making your amends. Yeah, and you were talking about um, how you'd slept with people that are relationship that maybe like oh, friends. I was just thinking about one of those girls the other day and how I like, oh, I, I was so I did so wrong to her, but like I what they're still together as far as I know. So like like making that amend would just like be fucked up. Yeah, what am I gonna do? Send her amends and be like, sorry, I fucked your boyfriend in 2013. I know you're still with him, even though you guys probably shouldn't be together if your relationship was anything like it was in 2013. But like, hey girl, sober now. So yeah. let me talk. 
so sorry I really went after your boyfriend because I was a yeah. fucking lunatic. Um, well, let me know if you want to get coffee sometime. Is there any other way I can uh, make this up to you? No. That would be fucking yeah, insane. Bitch. So, like, what? I'm yeah. going to – what if I got pregnant by that guy? And then yeah, I did, I, like – there was – so, I'm not – I'm trying not to judge Rachel because, like, I was truly a Rachel in my active addiction and alcoholism, like, truly, truly, I just had but, no regards for consequences and did not care about anything that I did. So, I would say that most of us have had sex with two guys within a week, or two guys I would have had an within abortion. 10 days. I would have had an abortion as well, especially that I could not tell you who bother with. But that's me. And that's just, like, um, I would be embarrassed by that, and for a number of societal reasons and whatever, I would be embarrassed by that. But I can, but if you're listening to this and you've never had sex with two people in 10 days, well, good for you, babe, but the rest of us were out living our lives. And so, <laughs> the I rest mean, of us had fun, okay? <laughs> and we should have been using condoms, but some, some of us were young and stupid, incredibly stupid. And so the fact is, and condoms don't always work. So the fact is, is that like a lot of us could have been in this position. Yeah. I'm not trying to say, well, Rachel, everything about Rachel is fine. I'm just saying that like, I'm really, I've had some really fortunate things. I've driven drunk before. I, and not been pulled over. I, I mean, not seven times, Nathan, but I've, you know what I'm saying? Like I've, things have happened. I was talking about this the other day with, um, with, uh, someone at my kid's school because they're trying, they're talking about being maybe a foster parent. They asked me mm-hmm. what you should, what you should do. Like, what's the thing you need? And I said, what you need is empathy for bios because all it takes is two left turns and you could be in their spot. Mm-hmm. Like you, it like, you're not like, you're not better than them. You just got some better breaks and a couple of times you made better choices or the bad choices you made didn't fuck you over. Mm-hmm. Because I've made plenty of bad choices and I got out of them. I didn't get pregnant like that. I didn't get my DUI. I did like those things didn't happen to me. I'm not better because of that. I've just had a different life. And so I, I want to say the same thing about Rachel. Like we could have been in that position and and I'm sure that wild things include some things you've done. <laughs> yeah. Not me. My drug choice is gravy. So I don't I don't fucking know about anything else. But yeah, like I think what's wild is just her complete lack of shame over this situation. Like, she feels like, the way she's talking to Drew, and I'm not saying Drew's not a dick. She wants Drew to move into her mom's trailer. But the way she's talking to Drew is if Drew knows that's his kid. And he doesn't. That's also true. Like, like, we don't even know whose kid this is, and you're telling me I better step up? Step up to what? Uh, when she was like, you need to move in, Drew was like, bitch, for what? Like, yeah. you're not my girlfriend. You're not my girlfriend. I don't, I don't know, know if this is my kid. baby. You don't have your own apartment. I'm not living with your mom. Yeah. And, and she then, was pissed that he did not agree to move into her mother's home. Well, you know what it is. It's because they're on and off. So she's been in on and off relationships, you know, the same shit we always get into yeah. with these dudes, but she was not in a relationship with the other guy. So she feels, so to her, she's like, well, we were in a relationship and now I'm pregnant as opposed to, but that's not how he feels about it. He's like, we broke up and now you're pregnant. We don't know who the baby's father is. Also, she's talking about, she's like, I'm going to need Drew's help with a newborn. 
Bitch, you think Drew's getting up at 2 a.m.? He looks like, he looks 15. He's he not helping you. 15 years old. He looks so young. Yeah. When she said he had to go to his job, I was like, does he have like a work permit? How's he working? <laughs> He's so young. I forgot about work permits. <laughs> I was really shocked by it. I just, and then the thing with her sister, who seems to be like a wild child, her baby's 10 I want to know old. way more about that. I think we're going to get more about it because I think we can only get so far with, I don't know who my baby daddy is because they're going to have a paternity test. Yeah. 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 But what if it's neither Jacob nor Drew's baby? Then Maury will pop out from behind the fucking corner, corner, I mean the curtain and be like, you're not the father. That's what's fucking going to happen. I, in this position, I'm trying to think of what I would have done. Rachel was a good find. I love that Rachel's like, yeah sitting at home sees on the internet that team mom young and pregnant is casting and she's like do i have a situation for them yeah let me not only have a guy like not know who my baby dad is let me go on television to talk about this yeah yeah i mean i bet she applied to a bunch of shit to be honest i bet she applied to maury i bet she applied to yeah she wants to be a star yeah i just think that um like, if I was in this position, I'm thinking I would have gotten an abortion. But the other thing is, I probably wouldn't have bothered with Drew or the other guy because I would have been embarrassed to have that conversation. I probably would have just been like... I wonder why she didn't just lie to Jacob if she wanted Jacob to be the dad. I don't know why she didn't lie either. Um, <sighs> and if they kept changing my conception date, I would have been like, shh, just don't, don't, don't just yeah. say it in front of him. I'd be like, oh, you don't have to go to more appointments. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, I, like, that's we're awful, not good people. But like, we're not like, good if, people. If there's a good chance he's the dad, like, what are you doing with this, like, back and forth of whose baby it is, whose baby it's not? If you slept with them within a week, like, science doesn't know until the baby's here. Conception yeah. dates are, like, a guessing game. They're guesses. They're guesses. Unless you absolutely know. I know a woman who, she was cheating on her, her husband. They started off having threesomes, and and she was like resentful that he wouldn't have one with a man, so she started cheating on him. And he, he had cheated on her many, many times. She cheated on him with a porn star she met on Craigslist. So back when meet, look, right? Okay. And I, if you knew what this woman looked like, you would never fucking guess. She cheated on him, and they've been trying to have a baby. Um, she had a ton of miscarriages. She thought she was barren. She got pregnant by the porn star. And she told him the truth. And she says, and I just felt, I feel bad. I had to get an abortion. I feel this. And I was like, girl, you stop feeling bad because you know what the fuck I would have done? I would have hoped he can't, he popped out and looked like my husband. Or I would have had an abortion and told him I had another miscarriage. I've been lying. I'm going to keep on fucking lying. There's no fucking way I'm coming clean with this. I'm too far in. I'm, I'm in too deep. And she way was too like, deep. I'm in too fucking deep at this point. You either keep going or you leave town. One of the fucking two. And that's what, if I was Rachel, I would have kept going or left town. And does, does that make me a bad person? I fucking keep telling you guys I'm a bad person. My moral compass is not pointing to north. I also, <laughs> I love that it was presented, presented like, Jacob's mad I was sleeping with his best friend, frowny face. Like, it's like, <laughs> 
so nonchalant, like, and also, like, wasn't the best friend actually the boyfriend? Like, wasn't Jacob the side piece? Like, yeah, yeah. What is this? Because it was presented as Drew, her ex-boyfriend, right? Do you know, when I saw Rachel and all this shit that was going on, I was like, I, why do I feel like she should be on Gypsy Sisters? Like, I feel like she should. I feel like she wants so much. I don't even think we're supposed to be saying that, but that's the name of the fucking show. We're not, but it's the name of the show. But I feel like she would have fit right in with some shit over there. Oh my god, her and Nettie. Ooh, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Her and Nettie would have went. Where would they? Remember, they would like take those party buses. (laughs) (laughs) I also think that was the times because. Everyone was taking party buses on reality TV. They would, like, take party buses, and Melly would get, like, blackout drunk on the party bus and, like, be throwing up before they even, like, got to the random casino they were going to. Rachel would be, like, the little sister. Like, that's what... Yeah. But, so do you think people are going to react to Rachel in a very negative way? Is she going to get hatters? Yes. No, no, no. Um, I do think Rachel has the benefit of people just not caring about Team Mom Young and Pregnant nearly as much. They should. It's a better show. Yeah, of course. But I think that part of what made the Teen Mom online fandom so fucking crazy is that this show came out exactly when social media started. And exactly when people had no fucking idea how to use social media and when these reality TV stars who were our age got on social media and posted like girls our age and were so accessible in such an insane way. Of course, she does abortion date, posting things like that. Potions, ex- po- yeah, exactly. That that ha- I think the birth of social media and that happening at the same time. You know, like because this show premiered like when Twitter came out, basically. Yeah, and when like people God. were first making like non-personal Facebook pages. So there could be like a Janelle Evans fan page. You know what I, like when those things were still very new. And I think that lack of boundaries is what made the Team Mom online fandom so strong. And I don't think that that exists for Team Mom Young and Pregnant because there's just too much knowledge about social media and a way to use social media that I think that like the people who care about the team mom OG and team mom two girls are like, first of all, I think the reality is most of them are too old to like deeply care and get into the lives of the younger girls. Right. Um, Which is why you keep telling people you're not going to watch unexpected me either. I am not interested in teen moms. I'm interested in these teen moms. Yeah. It's just the truth. And everybody keeps telling me unexpected is better. And I'm sure it, it is. probably is. It, probably, not, it looks better. I'm not it saying like it's not, I'm not saying it's not better. Like I've never made that case. But the reality is, is Janelle and I are the same age. Well, Janelle's like two years younger than me. Like Amber and I are basically the same age. You know what I, I mean? will so, watch Unexpected if it does a Vanderpump Rules type spin in. Like I'm watching Team Mom for this podcast because <laughs> I don't watch it anymore. And and then it just, just starts playing. <laughs> And I can't find my remote, and I will absolutely or watch it. you happen thing. to be watching The Little Couple, and you just can't change the channel quick I enough. I love The Little Couple. I know you do. <laughs> oh, my God. Please, guys, if you guys find out anything about The Little Couple, never tell Princess. tell me. Jen Arnold is her hero. I just love them so much. That little baby, that Zoe is so cute. They're, they're, they're the cutest kids. And if I find out they're racist, they beat each other, or they beat those kids, I will die. I... <laughs> 
It's it. I'm this is the only it. thing Princess has left in this world. That and the prophet. Don't tell me shit about the prophet. I want to believe. I just let me believe, okay? But Shit. yeah, so I'm not watching Unexpected, just like I think a lot of these people feel that way about Team Mom Young and Pregnant, which like sure. I can understand to an extent. So I just don't think that, I think that what made Teen Mom so fucking popular, especially like with people my age, is that they were our age, <laughs> like on TV, just like living their regular lives and being wild on social media. Uh-huh. And I think that like a lot of like the biggest team mom fandom hatters or whoever are now in their 30s and 40s and just not as interested in like the going ons of a 21 year old sure. as they are as the people they've been following for 10 years right it's like how we outgrew i outgrew the real world right after vegas i couldn't watch yeah. it anymore i outgrew bad girls club many mm-hmm. a few seasons before it was gone because i just i just didn't enjoy someone showing up with their bags and people just beating them like, yeah. I just didn't get it anymore. We're, yeah, we get it. You're going to take water shots and tell the girls that you're all taking regular shots. Yeah, like, every just, season. And yeah. it just got to one season where we were like, well, what are you fighting about? Wait, that girl just came here. She's, like, yeah. got her bag with her. And you just jumped off the stairs and punched her in her face. Like, she didn't yeah. even say hello yet. And I, it just, I, I couldn't do it anymore. And so, you're right. I do care about these especially these kids, the kids, like, I yeah. feel like, I feel like I should have with you. I was right there. So I, I, I'm going to ride this to the end. Like, yeah. no, I'm not going to be getting on the unexpected train. Yeah. And I'm on the team mom, young and pregnant train just because, this um, podcast. yeah, this because podcast. honestly, if this po- be watching it. Oh no, a hundred percent. I would not be watching it, but thank God for it because it actually makes my podcast a lot better. <laughs> Right. And I think that I remember you saying, I'm not watching it. I don't care about it. And I was on Facebook and like seven minutes and you were like, wait, I like this. And I was like, see, and I'm sure I feel the same way about unexpected. Absolutely. I feel, but first of all, too many seasons in. Oh, too many. (laughs) It's too many seasons in. There's too much backstory. I don't have time to watch that. I'm rewatching um the b in apartment 23 i don't have time oh, to watch i knew you're gonna bring this up i have to because we need to talk about it guys it's, okay we're kind of done with Rachel, so we can talk about this but this one of my favorite died. shows of all time i actually watched it when it was on air me too i don't know like serious. why i decided to watch it abc at this time had a habit of naming shows terrible names this is a terrible name cougar town which is a, a great show with a terrible name. Yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah. Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. It's on Netflix. Maybe it's on Hulu now, but it's on one of those. It might even be on both. It's like literally 18 episodes. That's all they have. <laughs> it's got Eric Vanderbeek doing something that people do all the time now, but they were not doing at the time. Being a version of himself. Yeah. It's very it's it's so funny. Kristen Ritter is so good in it. Dreama Walker is so good in it. Eric Andre is so good in it. Who is not John Ritter's kid, by the way. I thought she was. She's no, not. She's not. So you know. It's so yeah, funny. Um, it's so good. They it's, made some missteps, okay? One, they want us to believe that June was her when she has the biggest eyes in the world, big tits, and like blonde hair. And don't you fuck it. You're not going to pretend. 
like that. And I know they're like, well, she's quirky. And she's got, she had braces. There's no way. There's no fucking way. She looks like a Disney princess. Don't <laughs> give me that she was some, some geek in high school. I don't <laughs> fucking believe you. I just don't. The other misstep is, because I watched it live, on the very first episode, June talks about the fact that she went to Jesus camp and she had a rap song called Jesus is my N-word. That is the, that's the line. On Netflix, they've taken it out. But I don't think I remember that. I remember, I remember going, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then the second time I went, I was like, they took it out. Oh, oh, they figured it out. Even though it went through a million fucking eyes before it hit fucking prime time. They were like, nope, nope. Turns out we can't say stuff like that. But it's the funniest show. Um, it also has the happy endings issue in which they showed episodes oh, out of order for some I reason. I love happy endings. Yeah, but I just ABC that. was doing this at the time where they would film like a whole season and then just air the episodes in whatever order they felt like. So I feel like you'll be like, wait, what? This already happened. And then you realize they just like are out of order. That I feel like what will happen is they would set the schedule and then they will preempt it for something else and then never like, and not fix it. They would just be like, oh, well, on week 22, we were going to show this episode. And so that's what we're going to, we'll just tap this other one on the end. It was stupid. Maybe, or maybe they were like, this episode's yeah. much funnier and we need you to get a funnier episode in. Maybe, or like, I don't know. But it's a show. Um, uh, I never said what the synopsis is. Basically, a girl moves to New York and moves in with this with a roommate that she thinks is a really great person, but it turns out she's like um, a scammer, a demon, a slut. We said slut a lot. We don't usually use that word, but you don't understand what we're trying to say. Like someone mm-hmm. who, like, the last person you want to be around. And so this very wholesome girl has moved to New York, lost her job on the first day, has no money, and ends up with, like, this it girl crazy person who's best friends with James Vanderbeek, whose head is so big, so big. I don't think it's the haircut. So fucking big. I feel like he's going to topple over, but he never does. Does he have weighted shoes? I don't know what's going on. And then his assistant is also a big car. His name is Luther. Luther is amazing. Um, Luther is kind of TV's Titus Burgess before Titus came. Yes. There's a point where, I, I mean, he's just a very funny guy. I can't, I can't really describe him. He's just, you, Titus is the, is the description of him. Anyway, it's a great show. It's got a great ensemble cast. It's super, super, super funny and irreverent. And you guys let it die because you wanted to watch The Fucking Bachelor or whatever the fuck was on TV at the time. And I'm sick of you guys. I'm sick of you. And I just need you to watch the good shows so that I love Princess taking a stand about a show that was canceled in 2010. I deeply relate to that. Every time I turn (laughs) around, I go, why did you guys do this? I watch it every year. I probably watch it like 10 times. It's such an easy show to put on. It is. It's great. I do that with happy endings. Mm -hmm. Um, 30 rocks. My other one that 30 rocks. Another one. It's really hard for me to do that with parks and rec because um, I liked it when that Chris guy was fat and quiet. I do not like skinny. No, there's I mean, no place for white men in Hollywood. Guy, I don't like that guy. A lot has come out about the Parks and Recs cast between oh my Chris Pratt and Aziz. It's, it's tough. It's tough, but it was such a good it's show. So good. I can still rewatch Parks and Rec, but I it's usually hard. would rather rewatch 30 Rock than Parks. Yeah. 30 Rock to me is easier background noise than Parks and Rec. So I, I'm really glad. See, Liz, all right. We're at the end of the show, guys. We're not going to talk about Team Mom anymore. We're done with it. But 
Liz, I, this is how I think that like we connect it because we have this, the same taste in these things. Mm -hmm. And even though we disagree about a lot of things, we agree on the important things like the B in apartment 23. And so I just, I'm really grateful to know you. I'm going to let you go because it's after midnight where you are. It's Um, 1240. Yeah. And I'm just going to real quick guys, listen, if you want to hear from me again, see this so, Hold on, repeat that. You broke up a little bit. Oh, sorry. That's why I'm co-host. I do this every time. If you want to hear from me, I um, have a podcast on Patreon called Spelling Tea, where I talk about Tori spelling. All I do is like take in her content and spit out podcasts. Um, I mostly talk about myself and then relate that to Tori spelling. So it's a lot of fun. Um, I also have a new podcast, which the intro is already up and the first episode will be up by the time you hear this. Ah. Um, it's called By Pumpkin and it's B-Y-E and Pumpkin is spelled the way Flavor Flav spelled the name of one of his white slaves on that show he used to do. And it's called P-U, it's so it's I found it, I found it. Yes. So I just have the intro, the intro on. The first episode will be up on Sunday and basically all I'm doing is I'm going through niche TV shows that had a big effect on me. I feel like we talk about The Bachelor all the time. We talk about Survivor. We talk about big shows like that, but we don't talk enough about Flavor of Love first season that brought us, you know, Tiffany Pollard. I don't think we talk... It, there are people who do not know about Breaking Bonaducci. I think there are people who don't realize that Celebrity Rehab got on the show. They, they shot a sizzle reel for it where they went to one of the dudes' house. They paid him, he was in an active addiction. They paid him $500 to follow him around his house, like fucked up while he got high and then took it to the network. And they were like, yeah, we'll shoot this. I, there are lots of shows. We just talked about Gypsy Sisters, like shows that do not get their due. Um, I want to talk about that first season of of John and Kate plus eight. I want to talk about what really happened. Mm -hmm. I want all the shit like that. Even... Oh, we need to do a gossip bonus up, by the way. Yeah. Little women. Little Lifetime is building a brand <laughs> on little people in different cities. <laughs> They're True. doing this quietly behind your fucking backs. I want to talk about these things. And so, um, yeah, that's what Buy Pumpkin is. And uh, we're going to start with Flavor of Love. We're going to move to Breaking Bonaducci, and we're going to move from there and um thrilled i I just left a review a (laughs) five-star review everyone subscribe leave a review also leave a positive review for this podcast even though i'll never see it because i don't read the reviews but if you reviews either but other people do yeah you should you should so that's it that's uh, if you guys want to hear from me again i'll probably be back as soon as me and liz get off our asses and like schedule something but it's hard because we've been on air for three hours we've been three and a half hours like this is why we don't do this this song because mm-hmm. who the fuck has time for this no one all right princess thank you so much bye this has been an episode of feathers in my hair an emotionally broken psychos patreon exclusive executive producers molly mcleer and liz bentley produced by nicole matthews special thanks to sarah Giovanna for our logo Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards. www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos.